So before we get into today's episode, I got to give a big shout out to Gilbert the Baba uh, for uh, Barber, Barber, I'm trying not to say it with my accent, Barber, like person that cuts hair, not like Alibaba. Uh, but yeah, Gilbert the Baba, who I generously donated to the podcast, uh, he actually came in the shop and just dropped cash because he didn't know how to do it online. But, you know, anyway, you know, like if, if uh, you feel like you want to contribute, we, we accept it, man, because it helps us uh, keep keep this show going and growing. And uh, it's deeply appreciated from the bottom of my heart. So um, if you are interested in potentially uh, financially helping support the podcast, you can check out patreon.com slash big truth. Again, patreon.com slash big truth. And uh, there's uh, four different levels that you can sign up for. They each come with their own privileges and and uh, and uh, special things. Uh, but yeah, check it out, patreon.com slash big truth. If you go to the uh, big truth podcast website, uh, there's information for how you could donate through like Venmo uh, and things like that if you didn't want to sign up on Patreon. Um, and also all the episodes are up there, so check it out. If you don't have a place that you already go to get your uh, podcasts like Spotify or uh, Apple or Android or any of that shit. But yeah, you know, and you know, while we're at it, I want to thank all the other Patreon supporters uh, and uh, you guys fucking rule. Um, and... All you listeners, fucking rule, and just make sure you give us a, a like uh, or a review, depending on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Sometimes you can just leave stars. Sometimes you can write a review. Um, but yeah, do it. Give it a sh give it a like. So make sure you subscribe. Give it a review if you can. That helps it get up there in the algorithms and get out to more people. Uh, so please do that. And if you are in the market for motorcycle parts or gear, you need to check out oldbikebond.com. Uh, on Instagram, they are at old bike barn uh whether it's for your chopper your stock bike your cafe racer whatever it is uh check them out and they have um it broken up by type and whatnot but you know they have all that rare shit that you uh need to find the hard to find shit for your old japanese bike too like a lot of places don't carry japanese shit they got the weird shit that no one else got so check them out they also have their own line of uh knives that they make and uh, leather leather goods and whatnot so check them out oldbikebarn.com on instagram at old bike barn now, you know what I mean? You you know, if you haven't, you know, we're getting out of a time where it was about a year and a half where people weren't caring about getting haircuts or grooming or probably weren't showering much, probably going through fits and bouts of depression and, uh, you know, all kinds of bullshit because of this COVID lockdown shit. If you haven't groomed downstairs, down below. If your shit looks like a fucking snake hatchling just fucking crawled its way out of the fucking egg and is fucking slithering its way through a fucking rat nest um, and is still slithering by two eggs that haven't hatched yet in a dirty-ass rat's nest, you need to take care of that shit. So you need to go to manscaped.com and get the Lawnmower 3.0 razor. It's basically a ball razor, right? And uh, what it does is it allows you to shave down there and groom down there. Um, they got these special ceramic-coated blades so that you don't cut, nick, or scratch yourself. And uh, along with that... Lawnmower 3.0, they got a whole other host of products that are uh, like anti-chafing creams, all kinds of shit you're going to need in the summer once it gets hot and humid and fucking sweaty. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> Some moisture gets in that grundle area, dude. All done. All done. No one wants to be around that. No one wants to see that. No one wants to smell that. No one wants to be around it. So check out manscaped.com and uh, make sure you use the promo code BIGTRUTH at checkout. You will get 20% off your order and free shipping, so you can't lose there. 
Um, while we're talking about 20% off, you need to check out Amerta, uh, clothing and lifestyle brand. And uh, they're at amertamia.com or online. I mean, online. Yeah, that's how you get to the fucking website. You know what I mean? And order shit. But if you're on Instagram, you can check them out at amertamia.com. And uh, I think they even got an app still that you can uh, download off the Apple uh, iTunes store. The app, the app store, I mean, sorry. Uh, at, it's uh, Amerta there. So check it out. Um, but whether you need a hat, a hoodie, socks, T-shirts, whatever, they got it. And they got rad shit, rad designs. Uh, and you couldn't support a better company because it's two of my good friends. And uh, they're in it to win it. And are dudes that are paid dues. And... Uh, and just fucking rule and good dudes all around. So check them out, amertamia.com or on Instagram at amertamia, O-M-E-R-T-A-M-I-A. Um, yeah. If you happen to be in the unfortunate situation where you get into a motorcycle accident, you need to check out lawtigers.com. Uh, go to lawtigers.com. They are a motorcycle firm that was founded by riders for riders. And uh, you can go on Facebook and type in Law Tigers plus your state. So, for example, if you live in Nebraska, you type in Law Tigers Nebraska on uh, on Facebook and uh, you will get in touch with the local office or the, or the closest office to you uh, in that state. Um, and that way you don't have to call the 1-800 number and have them transfer you around. So go to LawTigers.com or Facebook and type in Law Tigers plus your state to get in touch with your local office. Hopefully you never have to use that one, but... It's a good resource to have if you do find yourself in that predicament. Um, if you have issues with sleep or anxiety or you got some inflammatory issues, you tore some shit at the gym, fucking whatever it is, you need to check out Cradle Lake Clear. They uh, make like some of the best CBD oil out there. Uh, pure shit, all made with good stuff, no garbage in there, and they... Some shit you find on the counter at a bodega that was made who the fuck knows where. It's all American-made shit. Um, all legit. Super high quality. Uh, I use it at night. And whenever I do, I sleep like a baby. Whenever I don't, I wake up multiple times because I got all kinds of fucking dings and whatnot and fucking banged up. Shoulder, my back's jacked up. All kinds of shit's happening. So I do that and sleep way better. So check them out, crystallakeclear.com. Um and uh, if you use the promo code Big Truth there, you get 20% off your order there. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? It's good. It's good. It's good. All right. And if you're also still looking for more clothing, check out PitchforkNY.com. They have uh, they have all kinds of fucking rad designs. There's nothing else to say. It's, you just, if you don't, it's like one of those commercials. It's weird. It's like if you don't know Pitchfork. I don't know where you've been, so it's, like, hard to even describe because, like, you should just know that shit. Like, pretty much every band you listen to is rocking their shit. So go to pitchforkny.com. They also have a uh, record label uh, where they do uh, limited uh, releases on different colorways, like uh, collectible vinyls and whatnot. They got a new hardcore compilation, a New York hardcore compilation uh, coming out. So check them out, pitchforkny.com. Chop cult. If uh, you're in a motorcycling chopper in you know what i mean building bikes customizing bikes fucking riding bikes doing shit check out chopcult.com the biggest online information resource for motorcycle builders and riders and whatnot uh they got a, a huge message board that's broken up by topic um so you can easily find what you're looking for uh and they also got um 
you know, an online swap meet where you can buy, sell, and trade pots. They got a uh, mailing list you can sign up so you can have information pushed over to you. They got whatever, you know, whatever you fucking need, pretty much. Motorcycle related, just check it out. They got an online store. They got a, uh, where they sell different, they sell their own shit, but they sell, like, they sell some chop head shit. They sell shit from different shops and stuff that that, that they support and that support them. Um, and uh, they got an online events page. That one's important. Some shit's opening up. You know what I mean? And uh, shit's going to start happening again. So check out their events page to find out motorcycle-related events that are happening near you. Right? Um, and if you uh, you need to check out chopperhead.com, my shop, um, we are... A full-service brick-and-mortar motorcycle shop. So you come in, you need an oil change, you need a custom chopper built, anything in between, we do it. Um, and, you know, we have an online place, uh, chopperhead.com, where you can order shit if you're not local. And if you are local, come on, man. I get people from this town or one town over that are ordering shit online. Just come by. Why wouldn't you want to come by the shop? Why are you going to spend $7 on shipping when you could spend like 48 cents in gas and come over here? Um, I know everyone sometimes works and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, go to chopperhead.com. We got uh, apparel. We got uh, parts. You know, whatever you need. And if there's parts that you need, we're pretty much set up with everyone. So if we don't make it and, and, and we don't carry it on the website, that doesn't mean uh, we can't get it or we don't make it. You know what I mean? That was a little convoluted. But what I was trying to say is, you know, and it's probably much to my uh, not benefit. What's the as much to, a deficit to me is that we don't put enough into the uh, to the website. So there, it's just hard, man, because there's so many products and parts and fucking shit out there. Um, but we pretty much carry everybody. So if you need something and you don't see it on the site, just give us a call or shoot us an email, um, and uh, you know we can get it for you. Um, and we're at 13 County Road, East Freetown, Massachusetts, uh, chopahead.com, C-H-O-P-P-A-H-E-A-D. Now, if you're into weird shit and, and like, you know, whether it's like weird arcane shit or fucking psychedelia or the occult or fucking serial killers or just antisocial shit, street weaponry, fucking choppers, 70s fucking boogie vans, whatever it is, uh, if you're into any of that shit, you will definitely fucking dig heavy and uh you need to check them out at heavy.bigcartel.com or on instagram at heavy clothing it's my man zach doom's company and it's rad as fuck so make sure you go check them out there and you know that's that's it <laughs> that's fucking it um new episode coming up right now so keep it locked
Yeah, once again, we got liftoff. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Big Truth Podcast. And I'm stoked to be on the line with my man, Mike, from 47 Industries. I don't know. Uh, if uh, if you motherfuckers don't know Mike, then you obviously don't have like a pan head or a shovel head frame or some shit you need because this, this motherfucker is the main motherfucker on the East Coast that's, that's repairing that shit and hardtailing those, you know, your shovel head, your shovel head frames and uh, repairing your pan head and knuckle head frames and all that and uh, doing all kinds of rad machine work and fucking just being an all-around good dude man i i don't dude how fucking long have we've even known each other now it's got to be well over a decade right uh i would think so somewhere around there yeah fuck yeah just from from shows and fucking hanging around and being fucking retards right that's what that's what we do yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i mean, I, mean I, don't, I don't think there's any professional motorcycling industry standard that we set out to uh to be in right <laughs> yeah 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 we're always on the on the outside we're at the shows but we're having fun but it kind of over in the corner away from the away from the industry right. stuff <laughs> right well that's what i was saying before the least serious of anybody who's trying to like seriously make a living you know yeah 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 we're, you know what it is and it's probably i i guarantee this is the same for you like when we're like, and especially those those DVDs like ruined it for us because everyone just thinks where it's a rolling party all the time. But right. literally, when we're here, we're fucking working and just fucking working and working and working. So when we go to events, I know it's still kind of work, but like that's our vacation. So we're just fucking letting loose because like there's a lot of steam to blow off, and you know it's like I'm there to have a good time, man. Like I work when I'm back at the shop. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think that I think that's how a lot of us. Uh, at least the smaller guys, I think that's how a lot of them are. You know, you work your butt off, you you know, you make your living, you know, for whatever that means to you. Some people obviously work harder than others. Yeah. Um, and then, and yeah, but when we go to a trade show or whatever, it's like, hey, it's, it's Miller's time, so to speak. You know, it's like you're, you're there with your friends and, and I mean, you, you, you're kind of there to work. and You're supposed to be like, you know, talking to potential customers and whatever. But I mean, to me, yeah, that's kind of a bit, that's my vacation, you know, and that's, I, some people don't get it. Like yeah. you vacation for motorcycles by going to do more motorcycles. Like, yeah, yeah. Why not? It's like, but it's a vacation you can justify. Cause you're like, yeah, yeah, it's work. It's work. But yeah, mentally at least, you know, that's how we can justify it. Right. Um, right. but yeah, man. So, what what are you up to nowadays at the shop? Like I know, like years ago, like you you kind of downsized a little, which I think is a fucking super smart idea. Like to keep overhead low and fucking be more focused and fucking and do shit. Like I know you do a lot of frame repair and you do. I know you hardtail a lot of frames. I know you do a lot of machine work and uh, and, and machining things. But like, what do you what have you been up to lately, man? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely downsized. Um, you know, the upsize was the was the mistake in my lifetime, so to speak. You know, dude, you, I hear you. You know, I know a lot of guys who have big, you know, have shops have that nut to pay for. It's a lot, and um, you know, I never really. I when I started out in business, I, I didn't know. I, don't, I still don't know how to run a business. I mean, forget it. I, I'm I'm the biggest idiot there is. Um, but you know, too big was too big for me anyway. Yeah. So you know, I I I've been there. I worked uh, you know fourteen hours for, you know, weeks on end and, you know, and kind of just barely had enough to pay all the bills and I kind of got tired of it. So yeah. I said, you know, I got to downsize, but looking at shop sizes and expenses and where, from where I was to, you know, where I wanted to be, I still couldn't afford the local real estate. Uh, here is super expensive. Um, 
you know, so I mean, I looked at it and I said, well, I got this garage and 90% of my work was already mail order, people shipping frames in from all over the place. So I said, well, the hell with it. I'll just do it at home and, you know, run here and it's been working out for me. Yeah, it's, a, um, it's such a smart model if you can pull it, if, if you can do it like that, man, because, you know, and yeah. I, th- I think, you know, because it's just, it, it, and a lot of it is, it's it, it's something you hit on is, 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 I think, kind of important, man, is that we all got into this because, like, we love doing it. Like, we didn't set out, it just ended up becoming a business, and it's like, oh, shit, like, none of us went to business school and really learned how to fucking really run a fucking business you know what i mean like that shit we had to learn organically and it comes with its own trials and tribulations and, and you know i'm still learning shit about business every day you know and it's like how many years in this now you know what i mean and and, and uh um i think that's an important thing man like that people who are thinking about trying to go into the motorcycle industry in some way shape or form full-time and, and run their own business need to really consider that like you might be might not be bad to take some business courses before you jump in, man. Cause it's like yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a real good idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, um, uh, go, go to your community college or some shit. I guarantee they got something like that, you know, because yeah, for sure. Yeah. Something basic accounting, Yeah, you, you know, I mean, I, for all the years that I was, you know, just a personal, you know, just my personal life, you know, I had a job, you know, I got a paycheck. I put it in the bank. I could balance my checkbook to within a, within a penny every, every month, you know, no problem. Yeah, you know, and all of a sudden I got all this other, you know, I got another bank account for the shop, and I'm going crazy paying all these bills. I can't keep track of money for shit, you know. Yeah. It's like it, it, it really, it really adds another element to it. Plus, there's also that, you know, there's that, you know, sitting in the office, sitting at the desk, writing checks, paying bills, trying to, you know, trying to make sure everything's paid for, ordering parts. Yeah. What money? Money? What money can I take for myself? You know, how do I pay myself? There's a lot of there's a lot of shit that I like I said I still don't know half of it you know I yeah. get a little help in there you have you have to you know and you know a little advice or whatever but um, yeah I mean if you're starting off yeah know what you're getting into um, you know talk to some people you know and you know basically that's it I mean getting back to that thing about size I mean I love the fact that I had a real business a real shop with a sign out front where I was legitimate. And, and all that, it was really great, but I realized that to get to that, by yourself is almost, you know, it's almost impossible to pull those hours, yeah. make it work, the work done, and pay the bills. Um, you know, you really, you know, if you're going to run a bike shop, hey, that's fine. You know you're going to hire other people. And that works good, and if you understand business, then you'll be fine. Um, if, you, if you think it's just like, man, I'm just going to take in all these jobs and, you know, get all this work done, it's like, you know, hope you're a young man with a lot of energy. Yeah. As I get older, <laughs> and I, I, I realize that I don't have the energy that I used to have. You know, nope. so yeah, you it'll run you down quick, and then then it'll it, you know, in the world, to chew you up and spit you out. You know, so you gotta, I don't know. You know, advice is again, like you said, learn a little bit, figure it out before you get into it, and realize how much time you're going to spend doing it. Yeah, you know how much time away from your family your wife your, even your you know your girlfriend who thinks it's all such a great idea right now but by the time you're there for 14 hours a day uh you'll find out the truth you know oh yeah yeah that gets that wears thin right <laughs> well for some people it takes a lot less time than others i found that out you know so, yeah, well, you know, you, but it's like you said right like if you're gonna have a like a full shop it you, you <laughs> If you have a shop in your garage or like a small like 
fabrication shop or like that's like not like a, a storefront type of thing. Yeah, you could do that yourself. Like, you know what sure. I mean? But like sure. you said, you got a brick and mortar shop with a sign out front and you have to have hours. Like, yeah. you need people. Yeah, you have to take the work. You have to take the work that comes in. Yes. Like, I have the if one, I'm kind of specialized, right? And then two, I have the luxury of saying, hey, I, I can't. I can't help you. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. it's calls me and says, Hey, my bike won't start. You know, I don't, I don't do, um, motorcycle repair. You yeah. know, I, I, not something I do. Yeah. Uh, like, which leads is your frame cracked? Friends. I'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, if your frame's messed up and you walk, you know, and you call me up and say, Hey, my frame's messed up. I got to bring it in. Well, bring it in. We'll get you figured out, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, that, that kind of leads us into what you asked me before. What am I doing these days? Um, you know, in the old shop, I still kind of was mostly motorcycles, but there was race car stuff too, yep. roll cages, you know, uh, a little bit of everything there that goes along with race car fab, hot rod stuff. I would do some early Ford hot rod stuff. Nice. Uh, thing I love, I love our early Ford hot rods. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, space, time, you know, you got to pick what you want to work on. And, you know, motorcycles always kind of, I guess they kind of called out to me a little bit in frames in particular. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I wanted to do them, but I sure as hell wound up having a lot of them lined up on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess somebody came in here one day. That's exactly actually how it happened. Somebody came in and said, can you do this to my frame? And I said, yeah, sure. And then it just seemed like that was it from there out. It was like, it was constantly leaning to that. Direction. Yeah. It's, it's weird how shit works, right? Like you, you start off like you know, getting into something and then you never know where the curve is going to go. And then all of a sudden you find your thing, whether that's what you wanted to do or not, but that's, that's who you are now. And that's what everyone's coming to you for. And, and then right. that's your lane now, you know what I mean? And now you're the frame guy, you know, it's like, you need to yeah, straighten yeah. out. You need a hardtail, whatever you hit up Mike. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it's come. Yeah. Like you said, it's just, you know, whatever, whatever swerves into that lane. I was, I was a Cadillac technician for years. Um, I love that job great you know just kind of fell out of favor with the management at the time and you know wasn't happy going to work and i didn't really just want to go work somewhere else so kind of fell back on fabrication part-time you know well what i did part-time you know yeah. and i was I, I really wasn't even sure that i was going to let that become a thing at the time you know and it just happened i got busier and busier and then started paying the bills and then expanded and then you know some years later get a little fed up with it you know and you know just decided that it was best for my situation anyway to go this route and go smaller and specialize in frames. Yeah. But you, are, you, are you still doing like some like production machine work and stuff for people? Um, I've done some over the years. Um, it was good when I had the other shop. Yeah. Um, you know, I had, I had plenty of room to have stuff sit on the floor and a couple of the places that I worked with, uh, some local places here would call me out for small, uh, little production runs of stupid things, you know, that I can do manually on a bridge corner or manual lane. And, uh, you know, some guys, uh, you know, there's guys from BCP had asked me to help them out at one point and I was doing some production machine work for, for their yeah. stuff. So, um, you know, and it was good and it was kind of filler work for me at the time. It would be like, you know, that late night stuff where, you know, just, you know, instead of wrestling frames and whatever, I'd sit on the bar stool in front of the milling machine and get a couple things done for those guys. And it was great. I learned a lot. And, uh, you know, we forged a uh, pretty good friendship uh, with those guys coming into that business and, yeah. and you know, friends today. And that's, that's that they were good guys to work with and for. And, you know, I'm happy that I got to meet them through that. Um, but uh, nowadays, 
you know, with the, with the downsides and everything, I just kind of, again, back to frames and concentrate on that. I do some front end stuff, Springer front end stuff. And, you know, I mean, I do other stuff too, but it's not, I really don't uh, advertise it too often, but sure. you know, I'll put an oil tank here or there or a fender and you know what, you know what that turns into truth. You know yeah. how it goes. <laughs> somebody will come in and go, no, I just put my oil tank on it. You're like, all right. And then before you know it, the guy's over there, He's standing in your doorway one day with a sissy bar and a seat and a gas tank. And, you know, and now you're building a bike. Yeah. <laughs> right. A, well, not to some, to some people, they know it, but other people are like, I just need this done. I'm going to build the bike. I just need you to do all this stuff. And it's like, that's building the bike. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You mean, oh, you're going to, you're going to bolt the bike back together, but you're going to have me right. build all the parts. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. right. I still got to make parts. And that's what I told you when you came in. It takes a while, you know? So if yeah. you're going to do this, you've got to be patient. Because I really need to get the frames done, you know, yeah, and that, that's kind of what I want to concentrate on. Again, I, with the size of my place and and my my schedule and how I want to work it and what I want for myself in the future, that's that's the answer, you know. Yeah, man, that's rad, dude. And I'm I'm so glad you're still in it and you found that and and uh, and, it, and it's working for you, man. Because it's like you know, um, this especially this year has been so fucking nuts and like you know this places that you know once shows start happening and everyone's back around where there's motherfuckers we're not going to see anymore you know that just like fell right. off or got into other shit or had to get out of yeah. the business or out of the industry and um and uh you know for whatever reasons or whatnot but like you know like there's i i'm stoked that there's a lot of dudes that i know that came up like around the same time that are like still in it you know like longevity sure. longevity yeah. in the game man like it's and it, it yeah. gives me something to look forward to like i'm like yeah dude i can't wait to go to this show i know i'm gonna see this motherfucker that motherfucker and then you know and that you know and shit like that right yeah i think a lot of guys that come in around you know i mean i'm gonna go back and say around the the you know 2005 to 2010 right i mean that's kind of when i started you know i quit my day job in that range and started 47 uh, a few years later you know legitimately and yeah. then um you know and i and know people all over the country from around that same time frame that got into it you know for whatever reason you know was it the was it the tv thing you know you know what brought everybody back around i mean i've always been into bikes of some kind um, dirt bikes as a kid and then street bikes in my, you know, in my young man, uh, days, you know, uh, and then got into some chopper stuff. And then the TV thing did blow the world up a little bit, yeah. and, you know, call it what you will. Some guys will say, Oh, it sucks. And some guys will say, Hey, it was the best thing ever. And, you know, I'm a little in between that. I think, yeah. um, I think, I think a lot of people, you know, came up and like maybe went all in, maybe a little too hard. They probably made a bunch of money. And then got out, but there was a bunch of people who got in who wanted to be in that industry and are still in it. And yeah. I think that's really awesome. Um, and that's, you know, just, I guess maybe show some heart, you know, I mean, not too long after a lot of us got into it, you would say, you know, who the hell would go into that business, you know, and, yeah. you know, the real estate bubble bursting and all that stuff, you know, and, and, you know, the economy downturn and somehow a whole bunch of us made it through. So yeah. we're still doing I mean, I, I know some of us did better than others and some of us have, you know, made quite a bit of money and some of us maybe not so much, but we're still in it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that just says, you know, who's got the heart for it. You know, you got to want to do it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. This is not a job. Yeah. And you know, and it's like you said, there was a time like where you could get into this and if you were selling or building like the wide tire fucking 
shit, you know, like that stuff from like the, yeah. the mid 2000s, yeah. you were finding guys left and right that were buying $60,000 bikes. I don't know how those guys were doing that, but like we were always building old classic vintage choppers. So we never got any big bubble where we got like rich or like made a ton of money. We always just kind of stayed right. just above the poverty line. And just, like I, we're always in that sweet Von Dutch spot where he says, you want to just stay just above the poverty line, I think you said, or just below it. I don't know. We're, but we've been right there that whole time. Like we've yeah. never gotten rich, but never, never been destitute and uh and yeah, I've, been, I've, I've been trying to climb to that poverty line myself on, hmm. on von dutch's advice um <laughs> we'll get there sooner or later i guess yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah but um yeah but yeah it, it's really awesome that so many people did stay in it and wrote it out and for whatever reason smart stayed small um you know just did their own thing but so many people do, are doing well with it and you know, those, those small places that, you know, whatever you want to call them, cottage industry businesses, um, you know, people are making a living for their family and they're, and they're paying their way and they're not asking for handouts and all that shit. So, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome. I, I like to see that. And it's a tough, it's a tough place to be. I mean, we see it, we people get hurt. We see, you know, we see, uh, you know, you get injured for whatever reason, whether it be at work or, you know, riding this bike or, you know, who just get cancer or something, you know, yeah. and, you know, what do they do? There's no backup plan for a lot of a lot of people in this business. One of the big drawbacks to being in this business. Um, yeah, there's no and, there's you know, no retirement fund. There's no 401k. Right. There's no insurance. <laughs> there's no fucking you know right. And, and right. you know it's all stuff you pay out of pocket for, but there's there's nothing provided. Yeah. You know, like right. and, yeah. and, and if you're not yeah. smart and don't get your wits about you and you don't squirrel money away, like, you know, like you, like I, you know, you know, I feel like if, if I do this the rest of my life, I'm never retiring. You know what I mean? Like there's, there is no retirement, you know, it's just, you're going to work till you die, but it's yeah, cool work. So whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of the way it goes. You know, sometimes you got to be prepared and say, that's the way it goes. I mean, I'd like to not be that person and hopefully, yeah. you know, as progress, you know, I won't be, but you never know which way it's going to go. Yeah. Um, and it tastes work till you die and, you know, what's, what's the, you know, everybody, it sounds grim, but, you know, I, I, I agree with a lot of people who say it, you know, you got the Smith and West's backup plan, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really wrong. Yeah. Just take a school down by the river and, and it's over, you know, that's yeah. it. Um, you know, you got to be prepared for that might be the worst case, but, uh, you know, if you're smart again, and you learn a little bit and you learn how to put that money away, um, then that's a really awesome thing to do. Don't, don't go out there thinking it's all easy. You know, it isn't. No. But I mean, and don't be it, fooled because like you might hit some wave where you have a really good fucking easy year, but that doesn't mean you know right. you, you could have like here. There's there's some weeks where I start off, I got like ten grand in the drawer, and then like a week later, I'm like, where did that all go? Like you know right. what I mean? Like literally, where did it all go? Like I I, I don't know. It all went out the door. Right? How fast can something go south in the world? I mean, you could wake up tomorrow and not feel good. Go to the doctor, find out you got some wacky debilitating disease or cancer or something and next thing you know anything you saved is gone oh yeah yeah you know and it can happen in a flash it's it's, it's really horrible and i'm not even it. talking about grim shit like that i'm just talking about like oh shit like i got 10 grand oh shit wait i gotta pay this bill i gotta pay that bill i gotta pay this bill i gotta pay mortgage and then all right there it goes it's all gone i got 300 bucks left <laughs> right what happens if your air compressor grenade yeah for, yeah oh, jesus christ and it's like, well, what kind of compressor are you going to buy? Are you going to buy a piece of shit? You're going to buy something good, a good one, thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, know? exactly. One's a thousand dollars, you know. Yeah. So it's, you know, yeah, anything can happen. I mean, you know, fuck, you lose a socket, you lose a socket, but 
you know, some of the some of the machinery in the shop that keeps you going every day, you know, lay the mill, you know, it costs you a thousand, you know, and it's like, wow, that could that that could really ruin you, you know. So it's yeah, being you know, (laughs) you could you could definitely uh, could definitely add up some loss, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So what do you? I know you do a lot of frame repair. Are you still doing a lot of hardtails and making hardtails and, and hardtailing? Uh, yeah, like still, you know, I think, yeah, I think this year, um, you know, shovelheads, you know, since like, since the COVID thing, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll, you know, whatever, whatever's going on with there. I know your show's been full of people making their comments on that. And I'm sure I'll, I'll say a couple, but I'll try to stay away from it. Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully, the, uh, hopefully it's null and void. It seems like we're all coming out of it allegedly, you know, like, and, and, and yeah. things are easing up. So let's, let's look on the positive side of it. But, but, you know, we can't, yeah. we can't erase the last year and a half and what it meant for like our businesses. No, so like, you know, talk about it in that context is like, you know, like if, if someone don't want to hear it, then like, Hey, too bad. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, me and you share the same, we share a lot of similar, uh, political, uh, type beliefs, you know, I follow, you know, obviously, you know, always see stuff you post up or whatever. I try to just keep my mouth zipped and not get in yeah. arguments with people. Internet, you and, know, and and, um, and, and, but, and just for the record, like when I like spout stuff off or or put, or put stuff out there, I'm not looking to convert people or like force my opinion down right. people's throat. I'm not saying you're saying this, but just for people that are listening, like I put shit out there just to get people to think about shit and maybe think about sure. something differently or be like, oh shit, I didn't even think of it that way. You know what I mean? And and it's Absolutely. like. I'm not, who knows? I, I'm just fucking dude sitting in my shop. Like, I'm not saying I'm like a fucking Einstein or any, you know, like, a, or, or a political analyst. It's just, you yeah. know, I'm trying to put out different shit from the na- mainstream narrative. Are you, are you, you there? You right. seem like you're chopping, chopping up a little bit. Uh, sorry. I was just trying to say, um, you know, yeah, think for yourself, you know, like look at stuff and kind of look at the angles that people are telling you, you know, yeah. it's like, eh, some of there's worse shit on all sides, you know, I mean, absolutely. It's, you know, what you every I want everybody to do good. I want everybody to get along. You know, I'm pretty open minded about most things. Yeah. You know, like the world's a changing place. There's going to be things that are going to change in our lifetimes, just like our parents saw it or grandparents saw it. There's no way the world's going to stay exactly like it is. You know, I just like I'd like to see people treat each other a little more respectfully and try to understand each other yeah. and you know, kind of you know learn to kind of accept each other a little bit some way or another. Nobody's ever going to, you know, nobody's ever going to like, you know, nobody's taking a bullet for you out there because you believe in something or you're waving a certain kind of flag or banner or something, yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, you know, do you and, you know, vote for whatever you want to vote for and what's good for you. But, you know, try to think about the rest of the world and what it does to them too. And, you know, but as far as that goes, that's all I want to talk about. Today. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, absolutely. We're saying, you know, COVID come on last year. Um, and, you know, I got kind of, I got a little bit busier than normal for springtime. You know, normally springtime, everybody wants to ride motorcycles, you know. So uh, I kind of use spring and summer to get caught up from my overloaded winter. And this year, it's like, it's just been, I've been slammed. Yeah. It's been unbelievable. I mean, it seemed like everybody took their bikes apart. I guess people planning on, there's no shows going on. So they started taking bikes apart, you know, in March, knowing that shit was going to be canceled. And it's just, it hasn't let up, you know, so it's been the same. And, uh, shovel heads are still very popular. Actually, I think they're probably more popular now to turn them into choppers than anything else, because the price of these 
panhead and knucklehead frames and engines and yeah. and all that. Just wow, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, guys are paying six grand for panhead frames. You know, it's like yeah. that's a lot of money for a frame. You know, <laughs> never mind that's only, and that's only a panhead. Never mind, you know, what a early nuck might go for. Yeah, you know? yeah, especially it's something that's like five, intact with all the tabs and everything. Like, forget. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're talking anything pre-war is you know nine, ten thousand, eleven, and more. And guys are asking, um, you know, I'm not that they're going to get it, but there's a dude on eBay offering a thirty-nine nuck engine right for like fifty grand. It's Jesus like, Christ, yeah, that's wow. Yeah. You know, that's. I mean, I put. I've heard of crazy prices already. I've seen them sell for twenty. Yeah. So you know, it's like, man, you're talking about building a knucklehead chopper out of original parts, and you're going to spend, you know, the money to do it. You're going to spend fifty, sixty thousand in parts. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, not everybody. You hunt, yeah. you can still find deals, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, th- that's the potential for where it's going. You know, it, it's kind of nuts. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a sportster uh, money guy. You know, I like sportsters for the money. You know, yeah. oh yeah. You know, but shovels, shovels are good. Shovels are are been the thing, um, and uh, I think it's just really popular. You still buy a shovel for a few thousand dollars you can get something going and you get the VIN and all that and then hardtail it and you have a good looking bike. So. You know what's weird about shovels is that I, 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 it's, it's like that's like uh, that's an area that's like in flux because like I'll see someone selling a shovel head for 3500 bucks, and I'll see someone selling a, a shovel head that's not as nice as the $3,500 one and want like seven grand for it and I'm like what the fuck is going on here? They're, they're all over the place right now like and um, yeah but I, it has been creeping up though. Like you know, they were cheaper. I was buying them like a, you know two years ago for like twenty five hundred bucks, three grand all day, and now that's getting harder and harder to find. And it, or if you yeah, do they, find them, they're totally like, like shit buckets that need like total you know everything you know. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's I think that's indicating that the that the market is going up. You know, you got yeah. one guy who may not know any better. He's like, ah, oh, it's worth four grand. I'm going to sell it, and he sells it. And it sells quick, and then that dude's taking it home and selling it for seven. Yeah, you know, and there's people doing that. I see, I see a couple of bikes on eBay that have changed buyers, and they're back on eBay again. Yeah. Now, I don't watch it too often, but once in a while, I'll be looking for a part for somebody trying to help somebody locate a frame or something, and I'll be digging around on the internet, and I'll see it. I'll be like, that bike was for sale three weeks ago and sold for four grand, and this uh, it's a different seller name, and now it's like seven grand. So yeah. either yeah. you're trying to scam it and up the price, or Somebody bought it and they're reselling it already, and yeah. I don't going to get that much money for it. But. Or, you, or you bought it and it was a total piece of shit, so you got it up there again because you don't <laughs> want to deal with it. Yeah, like fucking who knows? Right, try to get- hey, you know what? This brings me to something. Uh, we just started hitting on something. One of uh, one of my uh, Patreon subscribers had asked earlier to because um, I was like, "Hey, uh, Mike from Forty Seven is going to come on tonight," and he wanted to know about. Kind of what we were just talking about, like what makes a good chopper or a good daily rider chopper and uh, talk about like, you know, uh, sportsters and, and like shovel heads versus like pans and fucking knuckles. And I think we already okay. addressed the knucklehead, like knucklehead's a beautiful engine, but if you're not a mechanic and you don't got 60 grand in the bank, you can probably forget about that one right now, unless right. you got an right. uncle that bequeaths bequeath one onto you, you know what I mean? Like you don't got to worry about yeah. knuckleheads right now. <laughs> fucking. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I'm not saying they're all, you know, you might find a good deal on one. Yeah, you got of course, the money. Yeah, yeah. And I know people who have found really good deals. I just heard a story the other day. A guy told me he found a pan at an estate sale that was hidden behind the garage. He happened to wander behind the garage 
and he bought a 50, 53 pan head for $700. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. 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 Which is cool, right. You know, he yeah. sold it for 7,000 the next day. Uh, you know, it's like, but and, you know, and 7,000 is not even that bad. <laughs> like, like, no, that was a good, that was a good deal. Right. You yeah. know, so, you know, they're out there, but you know, um, if you're going to like, if you're out there and you're hunting, you, you know the deal. You never find what you're looking for because you're looking for it. You find it always by accident. That yeah, you stumble on shit, yeah. Right. You just got to have that kind of money in your pocket, and you got to wait to pounce on the accidental find. That's the only way you get something like that. Um, so what makes you the chopper? I mean, I think the best thing, you know, well, obviously, what are you looking to do with it? Number one, you know, if you're going to ride it down to the bike night 30 miles every month or whatever, and take it to a few shows then go crazy and you know buy those wacky parts that are super awesome looking and you know whatever but what makes a good chopper to me i like to ride motorcycles i like to see other people my customers ride them um i think reliability and something that's simple i've always been a fan of like the that mid to late 60s style you know small bike you know hard tail frame of course um, but you know, like a, a short, tight bike with little handlebars and a little spring seat, you know? Yeah, dude, uh, I, I just talked about this. I, I can't remember on what episode. I think it was with Wino. I was saying I like like 65 to like 69 choppers where they were still short. They were still rideable. Yeah. You know, you might have right. tall handlebars and like a tall sissy bar or some wacky shit like that. But but it's like, you know, like they handle good. They ride good. You can toss them right. around and they, you know. Yeah, like, like almost a stock frame and a stock inline springer or something with some, yes. some little, you know, with moderate ace hangers and a 50 bar on the back with a little saddle bag and shit. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. They're the bikes I like, you know? Um, but you know, that's not what's good for everybody. You know, no, I, no, I no. built everybody, you know, I just, I did a couple last year that were like six up and 40 degrees and it's like, man, that's a long front end, like a 20 over, you know, it's like, yeah. but it's what you like, your, your design aesthetic, you know, is whatever it is, I guess, you know, um, what makes a good chopper that, that you're going to get fun out of is how well you build it, you know, do a good job putting it together, you know, keep, keep simple, at least the important stuff, you know, yep. but you got to remember that when it comes to a chopper, every piece of that motorcycle or well, any motorcycle is trying to kill you, you know, motorcycle is so simplistic that if one thing falls off, you know, you're at the grass. Yep. So, do it right build it nice and and you know get some help if you need it you know um but you know i think reliability you know tuning your bike keeping the bike to where you know you know you're going to get going when you want to get going and it's going to stop when you need it to stop take the time to learn that stuff and dial your bike in so that you're not that guy who's got to kick his bike like 700 times you know at every gas stop you know, yeah, 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 yeah. honorable yeah. mention to my friend, Dr. Welby, when he, when he doesn't hear this, cause he won't listen to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, and you know, as far as the platforms go, it's like literally, you know, what you have at your disposal, um, Right. And I say that in many ways. What one financially, money wise, two, um, like available to you through your network of people, and three, like, um, knowledge wise, because if you sure. have if you have a panhead or knucklehead or something like that, like or or like a, a um you know a K model or Ironhead Sportster, like you're gonna need to have more mechanical ability, like and and yeah. and, and you're gonna be have to be more involved with the bike and like you know tuning and tightening shit up and fucking checking shit more. If you have an yep. Evo, um, Sportster oh, yeah. or an Evo 
big twin, like you're going to be able to push the button and go most of the time, you know, like, um, that's why I have an Evo Sportster because I, I'm an, I'm a, uh, you know, when it comes to maintenance, it's like, I, I don't, I don't want to do it because I work on bikes all day. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm always doing something in the garage and my bike kind of sits in the corner and I kind of just like going out there and starting it up, riding away, knowing that it doesn't need any of that, you know, yeah, absolutely. right. So, so yeah. So, um, you know, if you get into that aspect of it, you know, obviously there's money too, you know, how much are you going to invest? Yes. And that's, that's like a thing about like sportster choppers, which, you know, I've done a bunch of those, um, versus like a shovel head. Um, you're going to spend more on a shovel head to buy it, right? I, you know, you get a sportster chopper for like two grand, you know, you could buy yeah. something decent you know, up to 2003, a rigid mounted sportster, you know, uh, what from, well, I mean, from the early nineties, at least to 2003, you can get a good one, right? Low miles, engine ready to go. And you could buy one for two grand, whereas a, a shovel head, like we just talked about, you're going to spend a couple thousand more. Yep. The difference is you're going to spend the same amount to do all the other work. Absolutely. You know? And that's what people don't realize. And I, I have this talk with people all the time, like, especially like in a, you know, no disrespect, but someone won like their, their Japanese bike, you know, like I only spent 800 bucks on the bike. And I'm like, dude, I don't, if it's a knucklehead, if it's a panhead, if it's your XS650, if it's a sportster, this is my hourly rate. It doesn't matter what it is. And, right. And it's not like sportster hardtails are $300 cheaper than a shovelhead hardtail or whatever. It's like all the parts are going to, it's going to, that's it. You're, you're spending yeah. the same to build the bike for the most part, unless you're really looking for period parts and things like that. It's just, you know, the, right. You know, or if you're building a show bike, you know what I mean? Obviously, because now everything's going to be nice and chrome and, and paint and, you know, whatever. Like, you know, it's, it all depends on what you're doing. Like, you know, the, you know, the, right. the purpose then, of the bike and, 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 and then there's the factor of what you're going to get out of it when you're done with it. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, everybody, I say it all the time. They always come in and like, I'm keeping this bike forever. I'm like, everybody says that, you yeah. know, yeah. but nobody really does. Every, you know, like guys build a Sportster chopper. And they, you know, they go all in on it and they do all this work and they paint it and they chrome it and build a beautiful bike. But after a few years, they're like, ah, you know, I did that one. And then I went and got a, a, you know, a slab shovel and I, you know, I built that up and now I don't want the shovel head anymore because now you got, the, you know, the cool guy, right? The big twin, you know, and you don't want the show, you don't want that Evo Sportster anymore. So you're going to sell it. And you realize like, man, I got 18 grand in that bike and you know, the best you're going to do on it is like 6,500 bucks. Yeah. I was going to say like seven grand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I think the most expensive soup to nuts, beautiful sportster I've ever seen sell was like 8,500 or nine grand. You know, it's like, they just, unless it's got like some Arlen Ness pedigree or something like that, you know, it just doesn't, they just don't bring the money, you know? So you got to be either willing to ride the miles out of it, which is what I tell everybody to do put thousands of miles on this bike, you know, ride it hard, get your miles out of it. And then you don't mind selling it for less money, yeah. you know? Yep. Uh, whereas if you did a shovel head, you would obviously get more money back for it. And even, even those Evo, the Evo big twin motors, you know, five speed, soft tail, whatever, up to 99, they can be hard tailed, uh, same as a shovel head can almost, you know, basically yep. the same, uh, same brake, same frame height, same axle height, same length. So you're basically looking at the Evo version of a shovel head or a panhead chopper if you do it that way. And you could even get one of those fairly cheap. I know there's something, what is it, like 91 to 93, the engine cases. There's like some bum engine cases out there yeah, where they yeah. had issues. 
But if you avoid that problem, those engines and those bikes in general are still very affordable. And, and what's crazy is like, and you can, you can, I see those as choppers going for cheap money. Like there's like, sure. like, uh, I see like Evo choppers all the time, like six grand, like built, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. like, um, and you know, you have a more reliable bike. It's just not as sought after yet. At, at a certain point, it's going to go up like, cause it's, right. it's got right. it because it's so they're right. getting older and getting more rare, you know, and, and whatever, you know, it's just, right. Well, cause at some point, you know, like knuckleheads right now are kind of unobtainium. You know what I mean? Like unless you are wealth or you have a connection or you, or you just fucking blunder your way into one. Right. Yeah. I, yep. And a, a panhead is getting that way. You know what I mean? But like, you know, it, it, you can still, you know, you can still do one, you know, you could still get into it, you know, like, but you, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be more money, but like shovel right. ed or like an Evo big twin, if you're going the big twin route, like, you know, those, that's probably where you're going to have the, the sweetest spot and the most return on investment, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, I mean, there's aftermarket stuff too, you know, I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, there's, there's a couple of, you know, there's some aftermarket frames, there's aftermarket front ends, there's aftermarket engines and trends. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, get an S and S version of any of those motors pretty much. <laughs> yeah. For like what? nine grand you know it's not that bad really when you think about what you're getting because you're also getting an engine that you can you can ride the snot out of it and you don't have to worry about oh i blew up my cases so what yeah you know? so what? yeah so they still make them i can call them up like yeah you yeah, blow up you blow up your 38 quicker. cases you're gonna be fucked <laughs> oh yeah yeah then you're looking then you're looking for uh case repair that's gonna cost you thousands of dollars you know yeah, yeah. or whatever you know however to save your vin number you know it, it really is those things are getting, I think that's the problem too. A lot of them guys, they, they have those things. They're not riding them as hard because it's becoming that they're worth so much money, you know, that you don't see them on the road so often. I mean, I know some guys will ride the hell out of the thing and I love that. Um, but I mean, there is an investment in some of that too, that you got to kind of, yeah. you know, again, unless you got money, you know, coming out of your ass where you can go out and blow up knucklehead cases all day and not care, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to pick an investment in that. I mean, I think bang for the buck these days, I think shovelhead, you know, turn a, you know, taking a shovel and making it into your chopper, your dreams is probably one of the ones that you can still kind of win on both ends. You know, you can, yeah. you get in it and you can get out of it. And if you did, you know, even a remotely decent job of building it, you can still get some good money back for it. If you decide yeah, and, to and, and shovels are a, a, a pretty reliable platform too. Like, you, you know, like they shake, you gotta do, sure. you gotta do some maintenance and, and go around and tighten shit up and whatnot. But like, um, you know, like, you know, you're going to, there's a, there's a good amount of reliability there. Now Evo is going to yeah. be more push button, you know, like, you know, and, um, and, and, uh, go a little faster and whatnot, unless you build up the shovel. Like then it's just really, then things get like performance. Like, like how are you riding and what are you doing? Are you doing a lot of highway riding? Are you doing long rides? Are you doing short rides? Are you just going from the bar and want to get from bar to bar as fast as you can. There's a lot of factors into this conversation that like you, sure. you got to think about when you're building a bike and it's good to talk about something. Let's get people thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like what do you really want out of a bike, you know? And then that's the way to go. And a lot of people, it's funny. We were talking about the SNS stuff. A lot of people hate on those. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, that ain't real. That ain't real. And it's like, well, you know, if you want a knucklehead and you're not a mechanic and you want to be able to really ride on the highway a lot and, and go 80, 90 miles an hour a lot, like 
That's not a bad right. option. It, it, it looks pretty good. You know, it doesn't look exact, yeah. but it looks pretty fucking close. You know what I mean? Like if, if you like the look of a knucklehead engine and you want to have a little bit more reliability, you know, that's, that's ain't a bad route to me. Right. And that real factor, I mean, it only goes so far, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm down with the whole thing about wanting to use old parts and kind Absolutely. of being a little yeah, yeah. style about it. I mean, like my own panhead project that's like 10 years in the works that I haven't even gotten the frame done yet. Um, you know, I started with an original frame, but even that, by the time I'm done, I got an aftermarket neck. I'm going to have all this other tubing on it. I'm changing it up into a chopper, you know? So is it really a real frame anymore? My yeah. front end's going to have all different parts on it. Is it really a factory springer anymore? So at what point is it like, is that, the, you know, worth the cool point? And I don't really, I don't know. I'm not a super sentimental guy, but at the same time, I do like vintage original parts. Yeah, but at this point, you know, you got to ask yourself: Is it worth it? And to some guys, hands down, yes, it's worth it. To other guys, no. You yeah. know, I mean, right back into my business, guys will come in here with a frame, and they'd be like, "Listen, all the numbers and all the forgings and all that, you know, they're all there. The hallmarks, the you know, the proper revision numbers, everything. It's it's proper for the year and the VIN on my that matches my bike, and I want to put four grand into that frame." you know, and turn that into a perfect original restored frame and then put my bike in it. So that guy is worth putting that money into it. Sure. And then you know, the next guy to walk in the door is like, here's a turd of a 53, you know, panhead frame. I don't give a crap about that. Just make it into a cool chopper. And it's like, all right. So there's, there's something out there for everybody. Yeah. And I work on them all, you know? So it's like, I guess, you know, it's one person you know, whatever they want, you know, it's different flavors, I guess, you know, different strokes for different folks. Right. Yeah. And you know what we didn't talk about yet? And this is kind of like the next, the next level, the secret, the, not the secret weapon, but the, 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 the kind of unexplored shit. Like my buddy, Tom just built uh like a year ago, he built like a fucking killer twin cam chopper. And you're not seeing a lot of those yet, but they, right. it's going to be coming to 20 years old now. Like the yeah, older, older, older ones, you know what I mean? Like, like Paco's making a rigid frame for him. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> They're 20 years old. Listen, where, where does that come from? You know, bikes get cheap and smart guys go out there and buy cheap bikes that run like, you know, they run great. Yeah. They make lots of power, you know, barring the campaign issues that we all know about that happened over the years. But I mean, yeah. you get one now, if that's all taken care of, you get one of these bikes, you, you throw this engine in there. You got a super crazy engine that makes stupid power. Yeah. And you were talking on down the highway. I mean, I think there's a limit. And now, and now the bike's a whole hell of a lot lighter, you know what I mean, if you've chopped it. Right. Yeah, I, I got asked recently about doing one, about, you know, turning one into a, you know, a rigid frame. And I said, I, I don't know, I guess I'd be interested in kind of looking into it, but, I mean, you know, I don't, I didn't want to make the guy a promise and tell him that I'd take it on. So I said, yeah. well, we'll talk about it more. But uh, it would be something, you know, but like you said, Tonko's already making a frame for him. And it's like, well, in that case, like, who would want to take a stock frame and turn it into a chopper when you can just buy an aftermarket frame and stick the motor in there and go to town, you know? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you know, in the Paco frame looks like a, it's, you know, it looks like a vintage style frame, you know what I mean? It looks nice. Like, whereas if, like, a uh, if you hardtailed a, um, a twin cam frame, the twin cam frame, the front of it looks all goofy and shit. If you strip everything off right. it, like when, when it's on the bike, the way they are now, it's hidden. So you don't even really see it. But when, when all that shit stripped off, it's kind of a goofy looking frame. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think what a lot of guys are after with that is the VIN number, you know, and that's yeah. a big factor. 
hardtail suit. Sure. Um, you know, it's not the cheapest way to go putting a frame together, you know, an aftermarket frame. Is, yeah. It would probably what a hardtail job costs, you know? I tell but, people that all the time because people, can you hardtail my sports? I'm like, yeah, or we could get you a sports to frame. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, right. <laughs> big number is the only thing. I mean, there's different ways around that depending on who you are and how, how big of balls you got. You'd get away with a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but I know I think that's the reason a lot of guys still hardtail their factory frames. And I mean, I'm happy to do that kind of work, you know, but I mean, sure. if it all went away tomorrow, I, you got to adapt and just take what comes next. But I think that's probably why people want to talk about it is to keep that factory VIN installed. That's, you know, shovelhead, you keep your factory number. Uh, the Sportster, the Evo Sportsters I built for, you keep your factory number. Um, that way, at least there's no, you know, legal issues on the side of the yeah. highway, which we know how, to, you know how that goes sometimes, you know. Depending yeah. on where you, you know what I tell people, though? Back. Like, I tell customers like that, like, just save your fucking old frame or save the neck off the frame, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I mean, you still keep your pin, but, you know, I mean, if you don't have a number on it at all, and you, you're out somewhere and a cop wants to give you a hard time, oh, yeah, I guess I know, they, that's true. Yeah. You know, I know, I know, like, Daytona, I hear they got, like, a VIN task force where, you know, like, a group of cops walks down Main Street and, like, looks at VIN numbers, you know? Oh, yeah, that's scumbag shit. Yeah, see if anything looks funny, you know? And it's like, ah, really? Like, I yeah. mean, if, if, know, if you're on that task force... I don't care, and probably if you're on that task force, you're probably not listening to this. But and if you go on that and you take your job serious, and you're just you're a fucking piece of shit tax revenue. Or fuck you, dude. You ain't doing right, no. Right. You ain't doing no public service. Like fuck you. You're right. like you're a glorified fucking meter maid. Fuck you. Right, right, right. <laughs> you're a right. I mean, I get it. You know, you're looking for stolen motorcycles. Okay, if you're looking for stolen, who who the fuck is gonna go get? What, what do you think? Some like one percent or bike club guys stole some bikes. And took them to Daytona and parked them on Main Street. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it's not how that works, you know. I mean, chances of finding a stolen bike down there slim and none. No, but, yeah, you're, you're tax revenue, right. dude. You're just exactly. gener it's generating exactly. money. That's it. Right, you're down there looking for the guy who built a shovel. You know, bought a cone shovel, put it in a Palco frame, rode his bike down there, and thinks he's okay because he's got his title and his and his you know his uh, license plate. Maybe the VIN number that's in the in the motor on the side, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks it's all safe, and then they go down there and he impound his bike, and he's got to pay and go to court and all this shit. It's like, man, come on, you know that's that's worse shit. Yeah, absolutely. But it is a headache that does happen, I guess. And I've been riding for, I've been on a motorcycle for like, Jesus, do I even want to talk about it? Almost forty years I've been riding, you know, since I'm a kid, and it's like, uh, I, you know, all the years that I've had street bikes. Over over thirty years, nobody nobody's ever looked at my van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the cop runs the plate. I was that. I was literally knocking on my bench, knocking on wood. I'm like, no one's ever like checked <laughs> on that for me either. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm not going with man. Like, now that now we're talking about it, but but yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, and and it's crazy, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I feel like if 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 you start with a and this is this is another thing um that's a good conversation maybe to have as long as we're talking about choppers and building choppers like where to start from do you do you piece something together or do you buy like i'm always i'm always more of a fan of buy a running bike with a title and then chop that right. because piecing it together you're going to spend more money and you you don't know like oh i got it on ebay well you probably got fucked dude you know what i mean like the you know nine seven out of ten times you buy something on ebay you're getting fucked you know if you don't know what it is and you don't you know um right and uh you know like i bought this from this guy and like dudes don't want to listen like look, i'm like you buy buy a running shovel head 
and then pull everything you need off that bike. You know what I mean? And then, you know, like, yeah, maybe you don't need the tens, maybe you don't need the fender or whatever, but like, you know, this bike works, you rode it, you know, everything's running, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, you know, if you could buy it from like a somewhat reliable source, you know, yeah. I mean, if you something from a private owner, he's owned the bike, you can see he's owned the bike for like 10 years. I mean, it's easy. Look at the title. When did he get the title issued to him? You know, yeah. if he got it three weeks ago, he's flipping this thing. He's full of shit, you know, yeah. or if his name not on it and he didn't own it he doesn't know i just you know? mean it's like that's a cheaper way if you know the bike is good because if yeah. not if you're piecing it together you're going to spend a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks on the transmission you're going to spend two grand on a motor you're going to you know whereas you might have found a whole running bike for thirty five hundred bucks and had other parts right. that you needed like a primary or a tank or something you know right you could take the title go down to dmv put it on the road ride it around stock for a couple of weeks and you know feel yeah. the engine out put the trans out and say Hey, I put like 800 miles on this bike and it runs good and it rides good. It's not what I want, but I put the time into it to, you know, shake it down. The engine doesn't leak, you know, it's yeah. clean. Trans doesn't piss oil all over the yeah. place. It's good. There's no I weird knocking or anything. Back. Yeah, it's fucking good. Oh, yeah. Right. And you could ride it around a little bit and say, hey, it's good now. You know, I'll, I'll take it apart and build my chopper out of it. Definitely something to be said for that. There's also the other side of that, which is, you know, like, you know, unless you're buying it from your, your best buddy, you know, somebody's like, oh, yeah, that engine's real good. Come out of my friend's bike. It's usually mean nobody wants this fucking thing. So, you know, I'm going to give it to you cheap because I'm going to rip you off and I'm going to disappear. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but but that's to be said about, like, buying parts at a swap meet, too. Like, you never know what you're getting, you know. Like, if you're buying a motor... <laughs> You might be able to tell. You can tell, like, if you, if you can turn it over. You can, if you, if it's free, you know, if the if if the pistons are moving, but you don't know anything yeah, else about that motor when it's in a pile of parts. You know what I mean? And 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 people want good money for shit now. Like, you know, it's not, it's not like the old days where you could go to swap meets and get big scores. Everyone wants eBay prices. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's there's always a risk to buying something like an engine assembled. You know, if you yeah. don't know what you're looking at, don't buy it. Yeah. If you know what you're looking at, you still got to take, you're still rolling the dice, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, I talked to some people over the years, you know, and I think, I think the, the, the statement of if you're going to buy just an engine, then buy it in pieces because you can see it, right? But you still need to know what you're looking because, at. Because, yeah, so, but yeah, buy it in pieces because even if you buy it all the way whole, like you're probably rebuilding it, it anyway. Rebuild it anyway. <laughs> right, you're rebuilding it anyway. So, yeah. right. You know, if you get cases, you if you know what you're looking for, and you start with cases, and you're going to buy parts of swap meets, and you know, go find a rotating assembly, and you know, start piecing something together. You got to do your homework. You know, you know what? Truth, the internet, it's a big place, right? Yeah. Get on some good forums like the HD forums, and you know, some of these, you know, some of these places, and there's good people on a lot of those forums. You know, yeah. even even Top Cult and Jockey Journal, and you know, I mean, there's a bunch more at cell forums. All these guys know so much you can go and probably search out basic stuff like i'm buying panhead cases what do i look for you know and there's probably plenty of information somebody can go and you know you can get kind of like a a cohesive list of things to look for from somebody who knows you know um yeah. i personally don't know so i hope nobody asks me that i i look for obvious cracks and damage but when it comes to engines i'm lost you know yeah. i i'm not a I'm not a Harley Davidson engine guy. Like I fixed some motor mounts. I fixed some cases over the years, but uh, when it comes to like actual machining of cases and all that, that's not my, uh, well, there's dudes that know like every fucking belly number and this and that, like, you know, like, like, dude, there's there's encyclopedias walking encyclopedias out there. 
I got to look shit up a lot. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I, yeah. Yeah. My buddy will pick up a case. He'll be like, I just think it's a piece of shit and put it down. I'll be looking at it and be like, what do you see that quickly? You know? So unless it had a big crack and a a Frankenstein weld on it, I I wouldn't know what he's looking at, but he sees that stuff. And I'll be like, all right, well, when it's time for me to buy that, I'll take him with me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm one of them guys going to wind up like an SMS motor in my bike because I, I just don't have the, you know, the capacity to go through all the hoops that it takes to have that thing. And, and again, I'm, I'm shitty on maintenance. So for me, aftermarket parts are just fine. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, again, I don't need to be, some people want to be that guy. They want to have that original stuff. They want to, you know, some guys go for AMCA points. Some guys just go for that cool guy points with their friends or, yep. you know, other people or people that they're, that aren't their friends that they're trying to impress, you know? And it's like, I'm not, I've never been about that. So, you know, I, I'm cool with aftermarket stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just, it's just, I think the point is like you kind of even said, like do some research on what you're getting into. Like, you know, right. one, think about what you need, what, what kind of bike you want. Like you're building a show bike. That's a whole different, you know, Avenue versus you, you're trying to build a solid, reliable daily rider. Um, right. But I also got guys that come in that's bought a sports to like a, they'll buy an Ironhead sports because you got it for like a thousand bucks. And it's like, and then nothing is working and it's, everything's fucked up and then they don't want to pay the bill to, to get it fixed. And it's like, you know, research, you know, you got to research the, the format of what you're looking at more too. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. you don't go just for the good deal. Cause you think it's a good deal because usually, you know, it, it's it not, right. <laughs> it's usually right. not. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. Cool. You bought a Harley for 700 bucks, but you ain't buying a Harley. You're going to ride for 700 bucks. Sometimes you do like my boy, Donnie bought a pristine fucking pristine fucking, um, like one of the cleanest bikes I've ever seen. And it was a totally redone fucking, uh, 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 Ironhead sportsman. He got it for like, I can't even remember what it was like seven, 800 bucks, but he, the guy had the receipts for all the shit he put into it. The guy put thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars getting it all rebuilt. It was like rebuilt all in the eighties. He couldn't ride anymore and it just sat, you know, but like, right. you know, you never know what you're getting, you know? And, and, um, if, if something's too good to be true, more often than not, it is, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's not, sometimes you just fucking won the fucking lottery. Some, but a lot of times you don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. My, my story like that, like how I got the panhead, that's uh, the, the drivetrain that's in the, the uh, rum runner right now is a, a buddy of mine came in and was like, I think there's a panhead for sale in Dartmouth, which is like a town over. And he's like, he's like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, where'd you see that? He goes, oh, the guy's got it. At the top of his uh, at the top of his driveway with a fucking cardboard sign on it. I'm like, there's no way there's a panhead at the end of someone's driveway with a cardboard sign. But I gotta go check it out. And uh, right. sure enough, I go down there. But the dude's like, I think it's a panhead, but I don't know. It look weird, you know what I mean? So sure enough, I go down there, and it's a fucking panhead. But the guy had put it in like a early 2000s like fucking crappy like fucking. Um, soft tail fucking setup, you know what I mean? Like wide tire, right. like soft tail setup, you know what I mean? And I'm right. like, so I, you know, I ring the doorbell. I'm like, what's the story with this? And he's like, well, um, I'm selling it for a friend who's getting a divorce and needs to make it disappear. And he's the second owner of the bike. He bought it in, um, I think he said he bought it in 67. The bikes of the, the, the bikes of 57. And he showed me the title. It's, it was an old title. It was like, 
an old Massachusetts title when it was like very small, like half the size of like what a new title looks like and everything. It was like legit. And it was from the sixties. Like the title was like issued in the sixties. And I'm like, right. does he got the rest of the shit? What happened? He goes, nah, you know, years ago, like, you know, it was, it was getting too, too s- stiff for him to ride. He wanted to put it in something a little like easier for him to ride now, easier to ride. It was in a soft tail setup, but it was like one of those big goofy ones with like a super like stretched over like a uh, front end. Um, right. But the, the rake and trail wasn't right, you know, but at least, and he's like, you know, he's like, I can't really get this thing started. And so I played with it for a second and you got it started. And I was like, can I take it for a ride? And he's like, yep. And I wrote it up and down the road, rode like absolute shit, but the motor sounded good. And I'm like, right. you know what I mean? But it was like, literally, that's how I got that panted. It was like sitting at the end of a driveway, an older, uh, uh, an old guy and his friend, and, you know, they weren't on the internet. And I'm like, what's he want for it? And he was like, I think he wants like five grand or whatever. And I was like, well... I was like, if he had all the other shit, I'd definitely be in. And I got him down, I think, to like whatever it was, like three grand or something, and then or twenty five hundred bucks. And then like, and then I pulled it out of the pulled it out pulled, and I I was like, all I want from this is literally the primary, the transmission, and the motor. You know, like, and right. I, I pulled those th- three things out that that day. And the next day, I sold the rolling chassis for like fifteen hundred bucks, and I'm like, I'm in. At, at the end of the day, I'm into the the panhead for under a thousand bucks. Like, however it worked out, this was some years ago now, and uh, you know, that's my little come up. You know, like like the walking around the back of the barn and at an estate sale you come up. You know what I mean? Like, I probably get right. an, never have another one, but at least I had one. You know, right. you yeah, heard, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for my good one. You know, yeah, did you get that? You know, big Nick story. I was just going to say, you know, Nick's panhead story that got him. Got well, him. Yeah, it looks great. You know, and it kind of helps. You know, that's it, man. When it happens, it happens. That's it. It's, it there's, you know, like I said, you're never going to go out and find it. You got to, like, stumble on it. It's got to yeah. just fall out. You said some guy coming out. There's a panhead for sale with a, with a cardboard sign on it. Now, if that was me, I'd go over there ready to pounce on it, and it would be like a, like a Honda, like, uh, Elite scooter like an 88 <laughs> with like with a with a literal pan on top of it you know and i'd yeah. be like yeah poor. but that's uh no you know, but you but, never know that's that's the thing and, and it's like you said you, the the other key element to that is you got to be ready to fucking pounce like you got to move like like i have a customer that's come in that wants a panhead and i'm like and I've showed him like two or three. I'm like, dude, this is a super good deal, dude. You got to go get this right now. Oh, call him. And he waits like a week and then it's gone. Like if you right. see some shit, like, and you're ready, you got to fucking pounce right then and there. Cause it's, cause the next motherfucker right. will, you know what I mean? Yeah. It don't last long at good prices. No, no, it doesn't, man. But, but yeah, dude. So I know you just got back from uh, EDR, dude. Like, uh, for those that don't know, that's the El Diablo run that goes through California, throughout Mexico and stuff. How, how was right. it this year, man? Uh, it was good. It was good. And, you know, it's always a good time. Um, you know, we always, we always have fun when we go to, when we go to Baja, you know? Yeah. Uh, you never, I mean, how much, how bad could it be? You know, exactly. Right? Yeah. Cycles. Drinking cheap beer and tequila, and you know, hanging out in the sun. Yeah. Um, Eating definitely cheap tacos, better than yeah. yeah, right. Eat crappy fish tacos from the street, and uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, eat. Uh, um, what was the? Uh, we had a thing about uh, what was the new saying this year? Ride choppers shit pants. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like yeah, cheap beer, crappy tacos, street food, and Montezuma's revenge from you know hanging out in Mexico too long. Yeah, um, 
you know that but it but it's the best goddamn fun you can have you know uh we went to vegas uh we flew to vegas and we had our bike shipped to vegas uh you know uh, yeah i know i didn't ride my bike the whole way yes you know three thousand miles so uh you know people like to bust your balls sometimes but yeah, uh, whatever you also have a business to run you know what i mean like and if you're not there you're not getting paid you know that's what i tell people too right. like you know like right. i would love to ride to sturgis but you're gonna pay me for that because i i don't have vacation pay like no one pays me like when i'm gone on the road like i don't have vacation days that are paid you know fuck you right. and then the guys that had regular jobs that went you know you can only get a week off at a time you know you, you know yeah. hardly ever get a couple weeks in a row you know so uh, anyway, we shipped to Vegas. We flew out. You know, we had we had some fun. We got there a day earlier than some of the other guys, so we had a, I had a little more time to decompress. Uh, you know, had a good night. You know, just hung out, got some good sleep that night. And, uh, we got in the next day, got our shit together, and uh, the time we got out of town, you know, it was pretty late in the day, but uh, we made a nice run to Palm Springs uh, from Vegas. Went down through the Mojave on two lane highways. Um, so we, we only rode about 40 miles of the highway and we got off on these roads that like, if you Google earth them, you know, you got to really zoom in to find them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was awesome. I mean, we went at some point, I mean, I think we were out there for 60 miles. We don't, we didn't see anything, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. great. There's nothing out there. Um, you know, I love it. I love out. riding in the fucking desert, dude. I love it. It's fucking awesome. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, again, we're on old, you know, a couple of older bikes anyway. My bike, I mean, it's a sports term, it's 20 years old and it's kind of a piece of junk, you know. Um, we had another guy on a, on a sportster chopper and then uh, Dr. Welby brought his plaid shovel that we just barely got together in time. Uh, the rest of the guys had like Dyna type stuff, you know, Dynas and uh, yeah, I think yeah. one was a star, you know. Um, so, but we had a good run. We, we got through day one pretty good. I had a I had a little motorcycle fire. You know, my bike caught on fire. Oh, jeez. Um, what happened? Yeah. Oh, well, well we're, I'm, I'm still not sure. My bike's not back yet, so I really haven't diagnosed it 100%, but something was arcing to the rear brake line. You know, just the stock Sportster rear brake line. that It was from the master cylinder, like, through the middle of the bike and out to the other side, and it becomes rubber. Um, it was arcing either. Maybe the positive battery cable rubbed through in there. I can't see. But it, it arced to, like, the side cover. It blew a hole in the line, and I was we were stopped when it happened. I guess I had my, my foot on the rear brake, and I was pumping brake fluid out, and I guess the arc in the brake fluid, and it lit up. Oof. So, uh, yeah, made a nice fire, um, burned for, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds. We managed to get it put out. Um, Moro, a uh, good friend of ours here from Jersey, I think you know him maybe from uh, a couple of, you know, the East Coast uh, Gypsy Runs. Uh, he, he was like blowing on it, you know, put it out. <laughs> Furiously like, blowing on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like kneeling down, blowing on this fire. And I'm like, what are you doing? I, and at that point, I kind of, I was thinking it was gasoline, you know? And, uh, you know, well, we got it out and I basically lost the brakes for the rest of the run, you know? Yeah. Uh, wasn't able to fix it. I bought some crappy tools at AutoZone and they didn't work. You know, flaring tools are like the worst things I ever bought in my life. I've been flaring brake lines on cars and motorcycles for like 25 30 years yeah. you know and i couldn't make the goddamn thing yeah, make you, a flare. You, yeah you know what you're doing yeah it, it was the tool yeah. it wasn't the user yeah <laughs> yeah so i was bad you know but uh i lost so i, I just gave up i threw the shit in garbage we just disconnected everything and uh did you, did that, you still have front brakes or did you just have to downshift the whole way yeah no i got i still have front i still had good front brakes so oh, okay good, my good. Bike, i got like a tracker 
you know, my sports is like tracker yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I run front brakes and, and rear brakes, and you know, I like I like to get it a little into turns sometimes. You know, so having some brakes helps. No, um, no, but like, I, I, but, but you had said we just said fuck it. You just ran it without. I thought you said you ran it without brakes. I meant I was like, what? Totally without brakes? So just because oh, no, no, no. I was like, oh man, you're going to be the menace on that run. <laughs> like, like, fucking let Mike be in the front. <laughs> right, right. Let him take the front this time. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but we got through it. That was really, you know, all the way down to Palm Springs, and then the next day we went up on the mountains and we rode all the way down to like almost to San Diego. Then we went down into Baja. We went down to San Felipe. Uh, we spent about three days there. Uh, so, like you said, it's always a good run. The guys from Biltwell do a great job organizing that, you know, getting everybody rolling and, you know, kind of setting everybody up. They've laid the groundwork for that over the years. Uh, it's definitely bigger and a little different than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but we still have a good time. We see friends from all over the, all over, well, I was going to say all over the country, but all over the world, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who show at, and, you know, it, it's a good time. Hey, you know, I know there's some people like afraid of Mexico or whatever, but I mean, I've never, I've never had any bad experiences. I guess anything's possible, you know, then again, I've, I've been to New York city and some other places that are pretty shitty neighborhoods too. And I, I'm still alive there too. Not, yeah. not that it's not good. So, um, but it's, it's definitely a good time. And I think like, there's so many people around, you know, I mean, I think your biggest danger might be like, getting pickpocketed in town or something you yeah know? so what are the roads like that you guys are riding when you get down to new mexico is it like are you mostly staying on like highways or smaller roads or like uh well yeah in mexico we're running the, we're running mexican highway yeah. um you know i mean that's really all there is i mean there there are back roads there are dirt roads and stuff um but it's not it's not like at all you know like like here you know and i mean there's there's no paved road that runs kind of you know two Parallel, miles in a yeah, long. yeah 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 you know? you're either on the paved road which is the highway or the dirt road which is like the truck trailer or the baja race course you know yeah, yeah. There's, there's some stuff in there like i said i know there's roads in there and i know there's but a lot of them are dirt you know you got a jeep or something it's fun uh you know i know people that do that too and they run trips through there you know whether you want to go on your jeep or side-by-sides or whatever and, and they take people down there all the time and they have a good time when they go too yeah. Um, but for us, it's, it's the highway. So we cross at, uh, Selectico and Mexicali and we go right down the five highway, which goes right to San Felipe. So now, it's about 120 miles into Mexico. Nice. And what, what, um, what, uh, like, uh, like how many people were, were on it this year? Oh, geez. I don't know how many were actually at the event, you know? Yeah. Uh, each kind of, it, it becomes it's become kind of more like a, like get there and we'll hang out and party okay. more than fun. You know? So there's Back like, in, there's like clusters of people like kind of going together yeah. and, and they're just smaller all meeting group, up there. Right. Smaller groups. And I, I know the guys at Biltwell still kind of ran like an unofficial official run on Friday on the way down. But it, again, it's kind of like, uh, it, you know, it's always been that way too. It's kind of unofficial, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. try to run back, but you know, you're on your own, you know, it's, it's always been that way. Um, so, but in 2008, most people stayed kind of close together. I mean, there was only like 150 bikes in 2008. I'd yeah. say this year, people are there a thousand. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's what I meant. Like just in general. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, definitely blown up. Uh, our group was seven and eight, seven or eight of us. Uh, we had, um, I can't remember everybody, uh, but Pete Morrow, his brother-in-law, Mike Lopez, myself, um, 
Dr. Welby, and uh, Tim Stack from Gigacycle joined us from Vegas because his bike didn't get there on time. Shout out to Tim and Gigacycle, fucking solid dude. I love that guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, his uh, his bike was supposed to get out there and some scheduling issues. It only made it to Vegas, so he had to fly back from San Diego and he wound up doing day one with us to get down there. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I've known Tim for a well, you too. You know, same thing. You know, riding around all the East Coast events. You know, you get to you get to meet him. Yeah, he's a solid dude. Uh, so anyway, we yeah, it's it's, it's definitely a grown event. Um, I don't know you know, the future of it, you know, only Biltwell knows how long they're going to do it for every yeah. year. I kind of think, you know, maybe they're getting a little bit tired of it, you know, yeah, but, yeah. uh, you know, all good things come to an end. I'm happy. I did as many as I did. Uh, if they do it again, I'll probably try to go again. Um, I feel like such a dick dude. Cause I, I, I want to go so bad, but it's just always so tough. It's like the, it's at the worst it, time of year. Like it's like for it, us, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> For a motorcycle you know, shop on the East Coast, it's like right yeah. in spring. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's yeah, like, right. Busy time, right? And, and, I, and I'm and down two guys at the shop right now, so it's like I don't, I don't. I, I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm very beholden to being at the shop right now. Like I, I don't got a much. Right. I can't spread wings too much right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a lot of work. I mean, it really is. I mean, you got to go. You got to book your. We booked our hotel like almost a year ago. We booked our transportation for the bikes almost a year ago. Yeah. So you know. We, really got to be dedicated to it and you know really start thinking about it plus you got to get your bike ready yeah. and even no matter what you do when you think your bike's fine and then look what happens at first in the flinch you know yeah. so you know anything can happen um and of course you know us coming from the east coast we have that other factor of no chase truck you know yeah so that that was kind of huge day one we were all by ourselves out there and you're just hoping nothing bad happens um you know, even with the fire, we managed to get in. And then we got, we met up with some other guys out there in Palm Springs. We met up with two other guys, uh, Dutch Rob, uh, from guy used to live here in New York and he moved out to San Diego. He met us up in Palm Springs and then we, he brought a friend who, uh, drove a chase truck. So second day all the way, at least to the border, we had a, we had a chase truck. So it was kind of nice to have that, you know, that little bit of insurance. You sure. Know? Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, so, but the run itself is good. I mean, you know, it's kind of, a little bit wild west down there you know yeah. you kind of you know you can pretty much do whatever you want you know nobody's really going to come out and reprimand you unless you're being a total asshole yeah, yeah. um you know, the town has in the past has always been really good to everybody uh you know kind of a little leniency with the guys on the bikes you know everybody likes to rev the engine a little make a little noise or whatever uh but they've been they've been better and better over the years you know, I mean, there's a bunch of gringos down there spending money, so why not, right? Yeah, 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 it dude. Was good for the town, you know. And I know, like, like, um, like I got a bunch of buddies in Mexico City that that were put on a show. They didn't put it on this year, but you know, they they had it. They got it going. They did it for two years. It's called the Am Amanopla Show in Mexico City, and uh, a lot of them dudes like will meet up or go to oh oh they'll go to the party. You know what I mean? To 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 EDR like the end at San Felipe right. and stuff, and uh, you know, like. Dude, I've never had like so much fun at a bike show as I had in Mexico City. Everyone's like always like, "Oh, Mexico City, watch out for this that." I'm like, "Dude, if you got a common sense, like you don't got to worry about shit, right? Like unless right. you're really looking for some shit, like you it usually don't find you, you know what I mean? Like unless right. you're or unless you're being total fucking idiot or like you're in the, the 100% wrong place, which you know like 
But those 100% wrong places, you got no reason to go there. So the, there's no reason for you to even be there. Like, you, you know what I mean? So, like, you, yeah. You, you, yeah, the people that get the people that really get in trouble are up to no good already, you know? Yeah, exactly, man. You know, like, I mean, y'all killed by the cartel. Yeah. Well, what were they doing with the cartel when they got killed? You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've gone down there. I've never asked anybody for drugs. I don't. I don't do any. I drink a couple of beers and some tequila. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't judge anybody if that's your thing. That's your thing. But I'm not out on the street looking for any drugs or anything. I'm not going to run into you know unsavory people. You yeah, know. Yeah. So, you know, they're not going to just come up to me and ask me. They're going to wait. You know, they're going to you know find they you know these people they find each other. I don't know the sign truth. I don't know what. Like some people just know, oh, that guy's selling drugs. I, I don't even know what that looks like, you know, because <laughs> you know? I've never had to look for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I'm lucky in that regard, I guess. But uh, but yeah, we've always done good down there. We just, you know, we had we always have a great ride. Um, this time coming home, uh, Doctor Welby got a little bit of, you know, he got a little bit of the Montezuma's revenge. We all did the last night. We ate some. We all ate salad at one of the restaurants, and I think we all got it a little bit. His lasted a little longer. He wound up having to get a little uh, chase truck rescue on the way home because he was just exhausted and dehydrated. <laughs> so, you know, I felt, I felt so bad for him, you know, like, yeah. you know, two days of riding and really, you know, that we were that through we did, the desert you know, and shit all hot and fucking. Just, yeah. Oh, he was, he was miserable, you know, but yeah, he was like, he's like, I'm not being, I'm not going to ride anymore. I got to get, we're going to do this. They, they had to go back to San Diego with Rob and uh, him and another guy, Brent. They went back to uh, San Diego and hung out and then uh, got a U-Haul truck the next day and, you know, just made it back to Vegas. That was the, the rescue for Mark, you know. Yeah, he yeah. was, he was, yeah. he got, he got something a little more than everybody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? hey, so, uh, yeah, shit happens, man. No pun intended. Yep. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Ride chopper shit pants. That's yeah, it, there you, you go. Know? I, I, I hope you already started making the t-shirts and stickers because if not, there's some motherfucker that's going to stop making it. Oh, yeah, there's the works already. So if anybody's thinking on the, as you're listening, uh, it's already in the works. So don't go <laughs> and who, who the fuck would want that on their fucking jacket anyway? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's badge of honor shit, dude. You got to earn that. Right? Guess, like, yeah, you can't just have that. Somebody, you got to earn it. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I don't care if somebody makes it, make it. You know, know, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just fuck around. So, I always have dumb ideas I say on the show, and I'm like, no one steal this shit. Like, but whatever. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. Steal, steal whatever you want from me. It doesn't bother me. I, yeah. you know, find another way to make something happen. Yeah. So, if I got pissed uh, about that, dude, there's so many, like, I see so many fucking offshoots of, like, Chopper head shirts out there now that like from like lifestyle companies. I'm like, you fucking serious, dude? Like you should like you should have just tagged me in this fucking shit at the, at, at least. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. like I saw one shirt that was like basically three of my designs mashed up. Like even used the same oh, font. Cool. Even used like the same font on one of them. I'm like, yeah, dude, uh, great. That's fucking rad, dude. Dude, <laughs> dude I mean, yeah, we have we'll have a conversation in person next time I see you about that. Uh, you know, I, I I asked a friend to help me with something once, and and I basically stole somebody else's artwork. Yeah. And it was like, oh god, it's like, why'd you do that? You know, it's like, and it really it put me in a spot because I heard about it, you know, and I was I was I'm still mad about it to this day, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know what? I you think know? you I think you've told me about this before, and I. Oh, and because I, I, I kind of remember the the context of this, but I don't remember exactly what it was. But I know it was something with like a card or a logo or something. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just a clusterfuck, and I'm like, really, this is what happens. It's like you know, I mean, 
shit happens. People yeah. make things that kind of like other people's stuff. You know, there's only so many colors of the rainbow. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Especially when you know, we're, but, we're all into the same shit. Like, like oh, well, yeah. some overlap's right. bound to happen. Right, right. Get that. Like our backgrounds, right? What, what, you know, you got the crucified on your shirt, right? It's like, so, so sooner or later, somebody else that you kind of know is going to come up with a shirt with yeah. a similar design. Right. Yeah. Now, now, obviously, mine's like a play on the old fucking '69 skinhead shit and fucking Iron Cross sure. and all that stuff. But I just put it as like a biker dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. right. And um, you know, but yeah. So like, you know, like I'm not gonna be mad that someone's ripping off my rip off or something else. <laughs> right. Right. But, but my I, shit was more homage. Like this is like dudes like in the same world that exist at the same time, like using shit. Like you know what I mean? Like obviously, the crucified skinhead is like is like an iconic thing that like. Thousands of different Absolutely. people have used, you know what I mean? Like this right. dude was like, some of these people are just like straight, just biting designs. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, fucking, yeah. I feel like I should collect a royalty check off this. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. a, like when it's blatant, that's all I'm talking about. Like, but, but, um, right. but yeah, whatever, dude, who cares? Like, whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm, I'm sure they're not like fucking, I'm sure they're not retiring to their like, uh, you know, Cayman Island fucking bank account fucking in, on the yacht off of like ripping me off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure we're right. all just struggling too, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I kind of did the same thing. I mean, my logo is a ripoff too. I mean, it's Laurel Leaf, right? It's yeah. Fred Perry, Fred Perry Laurels, or, or, you know, and I worked at Cadillac for a long time. So you got the same kind of, yeah. you know, the same you know yeah but so, that, you know, that goes all the way back to roman times dude so like you know like there's like uh you know right. thousands of years of fucking rip off there right <laughs> right yeah yeah so, so um how did you transition from from cadillac I, I think you kind of talked about it but like going from cadillac tech to fucking just full-time frame guy like i know you kind of talked about it a little did you just start like getting more and more into bikes and that just kind of took over um, I yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think what really did it, um, like I said, I was full time employee at Cadillac. You know, it was good. It was a good job. I I liked it. Um, I learned plenty working there, and I made good money doing it. Um, I just kind of, I, I, like I said, I, I didn't like where I worked anymore. The yeah. people that I was under, so to speak. You know, I mean, it's definitely just difference of opinion and whatever. I don't I mean I don't want to bash too many no, of no, them. No, you know, no, yeah, sure. Really only like one dude that really got under my skin anyway i actually liked ev almost everybody else including the owners of the, of the dealership you know uh we had a good deal we got along good for a long time um and and the guys are working were fantastic I, I mean i'm still friends with most of them to this day um when i left it was just that that got me out but i had already been working part-time as a fabricator under another guy you know so local dude here, I had him bend some tubing for me once. I had him help me with a roll cage once on a car. Um, and that kind of led me to hanging out in his shop. And then I, w I didn't have anything to do after work, you know. It was single guy. So I'm like, yeah, I'll come in here and start working with this guy and pick up some of those skills, you know. So learn, learn. Uh, I, I could already MIG weld and, you know, I made parts for my bikes and cars and shit. But, you know, like, like the average guy in his garage does, you know. So um, working in that shop, I learned how to use the milling machine and the lathe and at least for, for the kind of stuff that I make, you know, I mean, I'm no, I'm no machinist. Yeah. You know, when it comes to like, you know, people like, Oh yeah, do this and do that. I'm like, okay, now you're speaking. I'm, I'm not a machinist. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even a well, I'm a fabricator. I use those tools to make what I make. And, you know, I learned a little bit under this guy and, you know, I mean, I took like a welding course from the Votech just to get some technical aspect into it and hear another opinion of how things are done. And then I kind of learned everything else on my own, you know, 
So, uh, but you know, it went from working at the dealer and there part time. And then when I quit the dealership, I just, I had already had so much side work lined up in the shop anyway, that I just started working on that. That it was like, I never lost a day at work. Yeah. But, but I guess frames, uh, how I got to that, it was kind of just by accident. I, I got asked to do a frame for somebody and I did it. And then I got asked by his friend to do something else and I did it. And then, you know, I guess started posting stuff. I created a website, which is probably about the same as it was then. It's horrible. <laughs> um, if anybody goes on there, I apologize so bad. But it does give you the phone number to the shop and the, and the email. So uh, that's really all it does. But I, I at one point had a blog, you know, and I would post things on there. And and then I guess the word spread, you know, and people, people were sending stuff in. And that was it. It kind of just happened that way, you know. I kind of just yeah. got you on it. So. I mean, I guess you don't complain when the work's coming and, and you, you're making a living doing it. You take what comes in the door. Yeah, man. And isn't it funny, dude, like how like with, with like internet, like in our time, like we're kind of lucky dudes in that like we came up before the internet and then like we've seen like every incarnation of it pretty much. Like, you know, like when it was like message boards or like, well, before it was even message boards, there was like, uh, you know, like Yahoo, like email groups or something like email lists. And then it was like message boards. And then it was like friendster and myspace and shit and then you know then all then crazy just all the shit we got now you know and it's like like um and but like you know because it's like like weird shit like like i met tyler probably on from a triumph choppers email list in like like 2000 or 2001 some some something crazy like that you know what i mean like i think i had a computer until like 2005 yeah yeah yeah, you know? it's just crazy, you know, and and, and just like, uh, you know, like it's got to be crazy for kids that are coming up in this shit like that never knew how to get around or get by without it, you know, like, right. Cause even I find yeah. myself, man, like shit that I used to just know by heart, like phone numbers or like directions and shit. Like now I'm like just looking at my GPS cause it's like, Oh, it's right there. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Remember when you had to remember your friends' phone numbers and shit? Yeah. Well, here's the crazy thing is I could tell you all my friends' phone numbers from like high school. I and 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 uh-huh. I, I can't I don't know any of them now, but I can tell you their parents' numbers from like nineteen ninety. You know what I mean? Right. Like you right. know what I mean? Like, but I couldn't tell you what their cell phone number is right now. Like like best right. friends. I you thought, know what I mean? It's fucking I nuts. My kid was, I tell my kid what it was like when I was a kid, you know, when I was, you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old. When you wanted to find your friend, you know, like now you got the cell phone, you call them, where you at, you go meet them. We used to BMX or skateboard all over town trying to find people. Yeah. You know, and, and we didn't hang out in like normal places, you know, like uh. we, we, we did, we hung out in sketchy places like down by the river or like the old sewer pipe, you know, because we're always up to no good. Right. Yeah. There's always cigarettes behind, behind a building that you're not supposed to be behind, you know? So it was like, you, you had to like really wander around and hope to find your friends, you know? Yeah. Or it was like, oh, everyone meet up here at 730. And it's like, if if you're late, like you, you, you might, you might've missed some shit. You know what I mean? Cause everyone's gone and out on some shit. Yeah. You're greased. You get grease spotted, man. You're out. That's it. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing there, but like a skid mark from some dude's BMX bike. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah it was fun. You know, as I said, I was like, you know, nowadays the kids got the internet, they got cell phones, they got Crackers, they can all you know, it's like God, I, you can't spoil. Well, you know, that's you know? the other thing too. Is like, 
we probably couldn't have got away with half the shit we got away with if everyone in the oh, world no had way. a cell phone. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the reason. No there was there was way more anonymity and freedom and like, you know, like people like, you know, like wasn't freaked out. Like you didn't need to know where everybody single person was every fucking second of the day. Like you could go disappear for a day and it didn't fucking matter, you know? It's fucking Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there wasn't a million people filming everything every fucking second, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a little creepy now to think about it, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm saying the shit we done when we were kids, that was just in the name of fun. Would We'd probably be brought up on fucking terrorist charges now. Like, you know what I mean? Fucking making yeah. etching, etching solution bombs and fucking dumb shit. Like, you know what I mean? Just being yeah, fucking we, idiots. Yeah, you know we, what I mean? <laughs> stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But that was it, man. Yeah. That was that was what it was about, man. Just like I, I, I was just skating around, just being fucking idiots. You're like, you know, little punk rock kids, whatever. You know, that's what it was. Yeah, that was it. Skateboarding, skateboarding, BMX biking, whatever, yep. you know, I mean, you know, the excuse of the excuse of going fishing, you know, to go down, like I said, we used to go fishing just to go to the river and hang out, you know, yeah, that yeah. was just how kids were allowed to like get off the street and get down by the river where nobody could see you, you know? Yep, yep. Yeah. And then go down there. Like I said, it was always like smoking cigarettes or cigars or chewing tobacco or, yeah, yeah. you know, a little older, a couple of beers. And then, you know, well, and some people get into other stuff. I luckily, again, I stayed away. Yeah, uh, but but I mean, it's still fun though. No matter how you look at it, we had a good good old time doing that shit. Nowadays, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad I know where my kid is all the time though because of that. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wonder. It's just like it's just crazy because I I don't got kids, so like you know, it's it's different. But I live vicariously and like I'm a godfather and shit. Like so, it's just just weird seeing how kids are compared to like. It's like you got the world at your fingertips, but you don't have like as much of the real connections to shit because a lot of it's just like a virtual life. Like it's weird, yeah. man. It's weird. Yeah, man. I would say, especially this last year, it's even crazier. So many kids are just, people got their kids locked up. They don't want their kids going to school. They interact with other kids. You know, it's like really, it's, you know, there's a lot of, well, again, yeah, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world with that shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, Get the hell out of the house, you know. Get outside, go do something, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I killed, I, I killed him yesterday. I took him to the swap meet, you know. So it was like three hours, you know, with me in the car and down to the swap meet. <laughs> you know, he was miserable by the time we got back. But I, I got him out of the house for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah. Was there uh, any good come ups at the swap meet? Uh, I, I really, I browsed very briefly. You know, I wasn't looking for anything, but I did. You know, I did see lots of good parts. Uh, it was down here at English uh, uh, New Egypt Speedway. Uh, Mitch Bodine, Magoo 117 on Instagram, he puts it on. Um, he does a couple a year there. And for local swap meets, that's good, you know? Yeah. So, again, small, but lots of good, like, old, like, vintage stuff. Good chopper stuff, you know? It was pretty, it was pretty all right of a swap meet. for You know, for Sunday afternoon in New Jersey, it's pretty all right. Hell yeah, dude. What else going yeah, on, no, man? What, so long beat swapper in, yeah, no, know? no, I know. California dudes are so spoiled. They don't even know how good they got it sometimes, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking, but, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Uh, but, uh, dude, but yeah, man, fucking, uh, what else going on, man? What, anything new, uh, in the, in the works or any plans for, uh, for anything this year with, uh, 47 or anything? Um, no, just kind of more of the same, I think, you know, just keep, you know, keep doing work and keep keep making a living. I don't really have any huge plans to be doing anything. No, uh, I wish, man, I wish there was a better answer to that, dude. 
Yeah. I really, I really wish I had something more to say about that. Like, oh yeah, we're going to do this or whatever. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's really, I never, I well, never really thought of what I could say there. I, well, I mean, well, I could well, not. But it's also, it's weird because it's contingent on what the fuck happens in the next couple of months, right? Like, is shit really going to open up and is shit going to be going on again? Or is it going to be like, all right, they open up for a couple of weeks and then fucking shut it all down again? Like, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to even plan anything right now. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely part of it. I mean, it's weird because you see so much going on in different parts of the country. You know, you got some states that are going full open. I mean, Massachusetts now, right? Aren't you guys like kind of getting to the point where it's going to be like, all open soon like everything's back to kind of normal yeah allegedly on the 29th they're going to let everything open back up yet but i think it's still i gotta look into it that's the problem right is it everything changes and gets weird like like i don't know like they were saying the masks might continue on for a while or something but like they're gonna let everything open up again like i don't i don't know you know like we got to just wait and see what the hell happens right right i mean any step forward back to reality in that is fine with me yeah. You know, I mean, I never, you know, again, touching on this, you know, who knows what's going on with this shit? You know, you don't know really what to believe. Sometimes you got to make your own call on it. Yeah. But it's like, oh, at least, you know, we know that, you know, didn't they say like Florida's going to be, it's going to be, uh, everybody's going to die, you know, and it's like, and nothing happened. And uh, yeah. Texas, everybody died and nothing happened. Now mm-hmm. there's all these other states and some states who it never even had, like, if I understand correctly, Missouri never even had a mask mandate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I know I, some didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they never even had a mask mandate and, and yet they don't have any issues there. So it's like, and but I they also don't got people living on top of each other, like New York or something right, either, right. you know, way I mean? more rural than New Jersey and Massachusetts are for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's, um, but still, you know, I mean, you still have cities, you know, you have St. Yeah. Louis and it's a city, yeah, it's true. you know, it's true, and, yeah. and they don't have the problems that we have, you know, supposedly had here or whatever you want to say, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like, how can you just keep that, you know, how do you keep that line of thinking? Don't you have to, like, look at it and go, well, they did okay there. They're doing okay there. They're doing okay there. Then why shouldn't we be doing okay here? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you know, we're in the worst part of the fucking country. Yeah. There's nowhere more fucking stacked than we are here. It's true. You know? Yeah. You know? And, well, and besides like, L.A., you know what I mean? <laughs> well, even, I mean, but even there, I mean, look at, look at this. It's busy and it's packed, but it's, it's packed at a different level. You yeah, know? it's, it's more spread, spread out. It's more sprawled. Yeah. yeah. You know, L.A.'s huge. It takes, like, all day to go across L.A., you know? Whereas here, you know, I mean, from one end of that metropolis to the other is almost as far as from me to you, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's hours, you yeah. know? Yeah, and yeah. So, and here we got, you know, like, New York City. What's this? There's, there's hardly any buildings in New York City that aren't like 20 floors tall, you know, because there's just no there's no space for small buildings, you know. Yeah. So you can stack on top of each other, at, you know, next to each other on top of each other for, you know, how many floors, you know, it, it's just that dense. So, you know, you're really I guess that's, you know, just making it worse or is it not making it any worse and we're making it worse you know i don't know i don't know what yeah yeah. all we know is that let's get shit fucking open and fucking hopefully everyone just goes back to living life man and and uh and and, 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 uh right don't be scared in the beginning i was all for like okay let's do whatever we got to do you know listen to people let's hear what happens and everything and here we are a year and change later and i'm like all right you know it's like 
yeah, all right, I know people who have died from COVID, but were they going to have issues or die anyway? You know, my yeah. aunt died, my uncle died. Yeah, they were in their 80s. You know, my parents had COVID. Um, you know, they're fine, you know, and I know people that got it and had a harder time with it, but, you know, some got through it, some people don't, and, mm. you know, and that happens all the time you know it's like that happens with like, everything man like the the, the right. regular flu right. some people get it and it's like nothing and some people yeah. are fucking knocked yeah. out and some people die like walking pneumonia like it's it's all yeah. different my, you know my aunt got covid and they were like oh you know you know your aunt died i'm like oh that sucks you know i mean i loved her but you know she was already you know almost 80 years old she had a collapsed lung and a pneumonia already yeah and she was in a nursing home for like the last year she had no desire to really live anymore you know and she got this, and that was, you know, she just kind of gave up, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, so, and my, yeah. Uncle, my uncle's like a cancer survivor that's had multiple strokes and has heart problems. It's like, hey, you know, you got it, and, you know, he went, you know? It's like, yeah. you know, I ain't happy about it, but you know, nobody can live forever, you know? No, no, no. No, that's, no it's like... I, I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody sick. I don't want to endanger anybody. But if you're afraid, stay home. If you're not, go about your business. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. You like know? you know, we went to that show in New York a few weeks ago, and everyone was up in arms about that. But it's uh -huh. weird because people now are just selective of what they're up in arms about. Like you had, yep. you know, a show in New York City and in the park outside, and um, you know, maybe three thousand people there, and and people were all right. up in arms about it. But then, like the next day, there's like events at like arenas with fifteen to twenty thousand people, and no one's saying a fucking word. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. What's the deal? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> we both, we both, you know, we both got the same background. You know, it's all, you know, we we know we know what's up. You know, punk yeah. rock. When you start listening to the government, it was one of the things that like really bothered me. You know, yeah. about a lot of people that got mad. It's like. Thought you you know when do you since when do you listen to what the government tells you to do, dude? You know, since when don't you think for yourself? And think it's crazy, yeah. If you did think for yourself and you said, "I want to stay home," then stay home. Yeah, you know, this isn't for you, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, and it, like, and nobody was there like calling people names for not coming out. You no, know? of course not. No, no, no. Like, that's what they're trying. They want yeah. to take that chance. And, and no one cared if someone had a mask on or not or whatever. Like, everyone's just having yeah, a good right. time, like, yeah, dude. Nobody, nobody cares if you want to wear a mask. you want to wear a mask, wear it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Like, people driving in their cars by themselves wearing masks and gloves. It's like, hey, if that's what you want to do, yeah. that's fine. That's you, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't come down on you know? them, but I do kind of laugh when I see them. I'm like, dude, you're yeah, by yourself in your car. Come bit. on, you know. <laughs> right, but at the same time, I don't know the guy's situation. Maybe he's got really bad asthma and a history yeah, yeah, of problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, dying maybe, maybe, maybe he jerks off with a condom on. Who knows? Fucking. <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? You know? Yeah. But it's like, I don't bust your chops for that. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Be, you know, some people are more cautious than others. Hey, you know what? Maybe that's the way to go. I, I kind of grew up rolling in dirt and whatever and eating soft fences, you know, with dirty fingers that I just had on somebody's tire that rolled through dog shit 20 feet, you know, 20 feet before over the yard, you know? So it's like, I'm kind of used to all that germ. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a well over here. I'm breathing fumes and God knows what, you know? It's like, you know, hopefully we live in Manville. Manville, New Jersey, right? It's the asbestos capital of the world. If you've never, if you've never heard of that, look up the Johns Manville Corporation, right? <laughs> so, you know, just breathing in this town for a number of years was like, you're breathing asbestos. You know, yeah, you're going to yeah. breathe it. You know, it's just in the air. You know, so it, it's 
it's like I'm not I'm not worried about a virus, you know. Yeah. And and I think within reason, nobody really should have been freaking out about it, you know. No, but so, you know, it's like but people were just buying the pill that the government was forcing down our throat. And, and yeah, yeah, but we've had we've had viruses before. We had all these. We had flus before we were at Spanish flu. We had we had a, another flu, uh, you know, uh, what, swine flu. Uh, what was it H one N one? Yeah, okay. So bird flu. Dying, didn't blow it up to what you blew it up to this time, and maybe it was precautionary, you yeah. know. Okay, and then when when you realize that it kind of leveled off, maybe you should have said, okay, it's not looking as bad as we thought it was. Yeah, you know, and then start. We'll get back to normal. You're like you're dragging it out, or or I don't even know how long it now. What are we in? Like 15 months? Crazy, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, just, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's 14 months. Yeah, it's been 14 months. That's yeah, insane. So it's like yeah, I think it's a little much, you know. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the hysteria dies down when all the millions of people aren't dying, and then they find out that there's people who are not dead just because of that, but because of other things, yeah. you know, like these numbers, these, the counter, you know, on TV, you know, almost like it was like a, like it was a lottery drawing. You yeah. Know? And it was weird too, because there was so much funny stuff going on too, with like patent statistics and like hospitals, just like inflating rates to keep like money coming yeah. in and crazy shit. Like that did happen. Absolutely. And it's not conjecture. Like I, like I got friends that like a hospital manager, I worked in hospitals for a long time and they're like, yeah, everyone who came in with sniffle, we would leave them with cold and we got eight grand. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. and, 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 Cause, cause otherwise they're going to go out of business cause no one was working and everyone was home and no one was going to the hospital cause they couldn't do any unnecessary procedures and shit. So like right. they had no right. choice, like, you know what I mean? And so I'm not blaming them to try and stay in business, but anyway, you know, the, the end of the day, the, the, the thing that just got me disheartened about it is how so many people just bought into it and got in worked in a fervor and like, didn't sit back and just think. And, and, right. and, and, and be like, well, it's really, and this is no disrespect. Like, you know, whenever we have this talk, I would say, this is no disrespect to anybody that lost anybody to this and like, or, had, or had it bad, like just realize it was an extreme minority, uh, you know, amount of people that, you know, it was an extreme small amount of people that, that, you know, you know, really had, had it bad or, or, or passed from it. But, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, and I, again, you know, I'm the, you know, sort of, I'm not a denier that. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. No, I know, I know. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I said, my parents had it. My yeah. my friend's father was hospitalized for it. I had a couple of people close to me who who passed who had it. You know, I'm not denying it, but yeah. I, I, you know, at the same time, let's not let's not sugarcoat it or be selective about it. Yeah. Most of the people had had some kind of underlying issues, you know? Yeah. And the average age of the, the, like most of the a significant number of people that died from it were over the age of 70. You know what I mean? So it's like, sure. yeah. Yeah. And my, and my old man is 68 and my step, my stepdad, he's 68 and you know, he got it. He got sick for a couple of days, but you know, it's, and, you know, he's, he's not the picture of health. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and he kind of brushed it off, you know, and it was like, you know, I think everybody kind of got hit differently with it. And again, I'm not going to belittle anybody. And I, no, you know, no. get back to the hardcore show thing, um, you know, stay home, fine. If you wanted to go out and have a good time, then you went out and had a good time. Yeah. I think coming down, those guys, you know, everybody involved in that show, I think that was kind of horse shit. I don't think it was very cool. No. You know, and, and but what, what I mean to me, what was disheartening is that some of the people that were coming out against it were some of the more like, 
and I'm not using this term derogatory, but like like the super like anti like anti government like crust punk dudes and stuff like that. And I'm like, how the fuck are you buying into this? Like 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 you you worship right. discharge. Did you ever listen to the fucking song State Control? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like you know what I mean? Like it's fucking crazy, yeah, dude. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean everything. It's like you know what I've realized over the last year or a couple of years, let's say, but more, more so in the last year, is that a lot of people, like, they, they got to, you know, I thought they would be more anti-establishment, but they but yet they promoted felt, something felt, yeah. who was really establishment, you they know? They fell right in line, but not only did they fall in line, they were cheerleading yeah. it, dude, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I, I appreciate the guys who say it doesn't matter, like, some people are just like, they both suck, you know? Yeah, okay, I can get down with that. And I'm okay with you if you didn't like somebody, you know, but we had people like out there who were like calling me names because I didn't support their candidate, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, I think that's a little much. And I think that's a little weird. And I don't know where, where that mentality comes from, you know, I never was about that. I mean, punk rock background, you know, as far back as I can remember, you know, sixth, seventh grade. I mean, that's all I listened to since then in in the eighties, you know? And I, I've kind of always appreciated everybody's input into that, you know, no matter what their political type affiliations were, I always listened to them and at least listened to what they had to say and granted them the right to have that opinion. Sure. And, you know, kind of listen to it and say, okay, that person's about this. It might not be what I'm all about, but I might not be all about this other thing either, you know? You know, I never really fell in with left wing and white right wing politics. No. I always like right in the middle and just kind of listen to everybody and said, you know, take a little of that and listen to this and, you know, kind of, kind of keep it in the middle, you know, yep. kind of stay moderate. And that's, I've done that for a long time. You know, when the, when, when the far right was like in the eighties pushing, you know, I, I expected a pushback, you know, yeah. from the other side. And now you have it from the left. And it's like, but now if, if, you know, somebody on the right, even just a little bit, disagrees with them they instantly label them as like a fascist or a nazi or something when i yeah, think it's yeah. the other way and, 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 and the crazy thing is that, yeah just like you said the 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 far left not all left but like the far left are employing fascist tactics to promote anti-fascism it's like what the fuck is going on here like you're fucking what <laughs> right 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 it's just as bad as, as the right you know, the extreme right. You, yeah. you know, I don't want to be either one. You no, know? no. And, you know? and the thing and is, is like the thing to keep all that weird. in perspective is that the far left and the far right, like they're the ones who are screaming the loudest, but there's there's way less of them than people that are more kind of Absolutely. common sense Absolutely. and in the middle most, of things, you know? Yeah, most people, I think, got a handle on it. And especially like by now, I think everybody's got the COVID thing like kind of figured out. You know, I yeah. mean, there's a couple of people who are, still pretty extreme about you know the masks and the yeah. whatever and thing and not going out or whatever and you know hey you know do you, you that's cool out. like that's what you want to do many, the, yeah how many years do you get you know yeah like we all just lost a year of doing shit like you know what i mean like right. no matter what right. like there's no other way to look right. at it like the government took like not just the government but like powers that be literally yeah. took a year of yeah. our life shut the economy down for a year and put 40% of small businesses out of fucking business. Like, was it worth it 
I don't think so. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. I, I don't see how it was yeah. worth it. You know what I mean? But and, and that's the thing about it too is like, you know, they, that's the big thing. All right, you you want to have masks, and you know, people think that's going to help. Fine. You want to work on a vaccine? Fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. When you start telling people that they can't open their business because it's non-essential, but I can go to somebody else's business, it's kind of stupid. You know, I could go into so many different places and, and they're allowed to operate, but I can't go to another kind of business. Yeah. You know? Well, the, the, the crazy like, thing to me is when they're telling you to you can't have anybody at your house for Thanksgiving dinner that doesn't live with yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's not even, that's not even, that's nothing about safety. But There's then the next day, but you can go to Walmart to Black Friday sales and jump over a thousand fucking sweat bags to get a fucking $50 right. TV or whatever the fuck you're doing. Like, right. it, it, like that to me just shows the government doesn't give a fucking shit about you. Um, they're, they're not doing anything out of concern to you it's all about fucking control and it's it's power and money grabs dude like there's there's nothing has convinced me otherwise yet you know like just laying it out like like saying it as plain english as i can dude that's all it is i agree with you 100 percent. Just, just like you said you can't have people at your house but you can go but yet i could go to a restaurant with the same people and sit down at a table take my mask off yeah but you can't. But you got to wear your mask when you walk to the table because COVID only right. floats at like five feet, two in the five, air. Right, right, right. Got to get under it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once you're yeah, under it, I, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I look at that and I go, you know, I see the idiocy here, and I can't believe that I talk to people and they don't see that stupidity. Well, you, you know, know what it is, like, is a lot of people saw the stupidity, but they were put in a place where they had to go along with it to keep their business open. And I felt bad right. for them. Like, so I would, I would comply in those situations just to not give the motherfucker trying to keep his business alive any hassle. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it, right. dude. Like, you know, like, yeah, like go into the guy's deli down the street because, the, you know, he's got to have the sign on the door and all that shit, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want him to get in trouble because I'm not wearing a fucking mask. Yeah, you know? not, that's not my hill to die on. You know what I mean? But like, right? Yeah, I, well, I'm just getting, I'm getting closer to that hill. I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, I it, mean, I want, I want, it, I, I just can't wait for it to be over. You know, we all talk about it. You know, what did I say? We're not going to talk about it. There it is. Yeah, it. it's hard not to, man. It's been like the like the only thing going on in our lives for the last year and a half or like not the only thing obviously a major thing a major component of everybody's lives like it's been forced on everyone's throats so you got to kind of deal with it and i'm just you know like i said like i don't try and sway anybody or make anyone think something one other i just try and present you know an opinion or a thought and it's like to get people to think a little bit different like you know and it's like at the end of the day my thought about it is as an adult, you can make your own decisions. Like the government has, uh, is not our parents and is not in a position to put you on, in, to ground you and keep you in your house. Like, right, but, right, but, but to say you can't go to that business, but you can go to Walmart where there's two other fucking 2000 people like lined up at the door to buy fucking TVs on black Friday, but you can't, right. you can't go to your grandmother. Uh, you can't go to your aunt's house or whatever, or you, you know, whatever, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like that's yeah. not the position of the government. And if you think that's the position of the government, like you're in the wrong fucking country, you know what I mean? And, 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 yeah, and you're going to let it yeah. get to be some shit that it ain't like, we need to fight that shit. And like, you know, obviously if this was like, like a crazy, like real deal, like, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and, you know, you know, thousands and, and you know, whatever, like, like if it was like a real deal, like crazy pandemic, like, yeah, you gotta, you know, and, and, and no matter what, like, I guess my point is like, you should, you should do, you should do things like out of precaution to 
protect your neighbor out of like, you know, a moral responsibility to do that. Not because the government mandates it. The government shouldn't be in the position of mandating that shit. That's all I mean. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they tell, yeah. They could tell you like, Hey, we advise you take precaution around the elderly, the, the susceptible to being sick and all that stuff. But they can't tell you, you can't go yeah. or you can't do something. Right. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't give a fuck who's the president. The government. No, no, is, no, no. Yeah, that's that's why I know, said I didn't, I didn't say you know, Trump or, or or fucking Biden or anything because it's right, like right, it doesn't matter. Right. They're all. It's like to me that's all WWF shit. Like they're all on the same team. Like one team plays the heel and one plays the hero, and then they switch it up yeah, every yeah, four yeah, years. Yeah. You know right, what I mean? Right. right. <laughs> right. And I hear that too. I mean, you know, you know the deal. Those guys. The president is just the president. All right. He does he have some power? Sure. But really, where's where's the real trouble lie? Congress, senators, you yeah. know, congressmen, representatives. You know, all those people are the real troublemakers. They're the ones who are really pushing their dumb shit. They're the ones who are starting all the fucking real trouble. And they're the ones who really lay down the law, so to speak, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the real fucking problem. And, you know, the people who've been there, and I know, again, I know you're, you're feeling on political incumbency, you know? Oh, yeah. I know you, Term you know, limits. Like, absolute term limits dude because you know what it sucks because yeah. there would be some good people we would lose but the 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 good would far outweigh the bad i mean you know, from that you know what i mean like, I, read, I read a thing where guy was talking about not wanting term limits and you know he, he made a point that you know term limits are bad because if you get somebody who people want they can vote for them over and over again the problem is it's america and it's there's complacency you know, people are like, I don't know, I'm living pretty good here. I'll just vote the same guy back in again. Yeah. That's how we got people who are, who have been there for 50 friggin' years. Yeah. Because it's like name recognition. It's like, oh, I don't know. I live, let's say I live in Delaware and I do okay down here. Biden's been there. Oh, let's keep voting for Biden. Yeah. That guy's been for like 20% of the time the country's been a country. He's been, he's been steering the ship to some degree. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, and then they got a guy, they got Trump. I, again, I'm not going to defend the guy, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to say it was awesome, but I, I liked him better than I liked Biden, you yeah. know, but, um, you know, he wasn't a politician and you finally got the guy who wasn't a politician. So the, and, pro you, and that's, I, that's what I liked about it, Trump is that you get the guy that wasn't a politician, but at the same time, my problem is that Trump was such a douche, like as a person that even if right. he had the best policies, people wouldn't get behind it because everyone just hated him. You know what I mean? And, right. and, and so, I mean, I had, I kind of wrestled with that the whole time too, because it's like, I, I, I kind of felt the same way. Guy's a little bit of an asshole, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So you got, but again, you know, it's like, well, is, is he an asshole doing a good job or is he a nice guy doing a shitty job? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, or or a guy who plays it nice, but he's lying to me and yeah. he's doing all yeah. his behind, behind everybody's back. So it's like he had nothing, you know, he had no background. He had no upcoming in politics. I was kind of happy to see somebody like that in there, you know? Yeah, I and just I wish it was, it was someone else. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like. So then after that guy is saying, yo, you know, get somebody good. And if you have term limits, you get them out. Yeah, but you also have people come out to vote for them, you know, because they'll want to get rid of or put somebody in, you yeah. know? So it might spark that, you know? Yeah, I think lifetime politicians in Washington or even your state or local government is a bad idea. Absolutely. You know? I mean, people started town councils, right, or city councils, and they worked their way up, and then they're in the county government. Then they become state government, governor, and eventually the president. 
you know, 50 years of government later. It's like, and the government's broken. So why would you vote for somebody who's been doing it for 50 years? And then, years? yeah, you just got someone that's trained to be in the fucking, in the bureaucracy right. machine. And, sure, and, 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 and then they lose touch with reality. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, I think they should be like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm. I'm not saying anything like, fucking, <laughs> like, like it's, it's just like, obviously, you know, it's like, it's, it's too fucking crazy right now. And fucking, you know, you know nobody has, nobody has all, you know, answers, like yeah. nobody has all the answers. Yeah. I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. No. Nobody does put together, getting together, talking it out. Maybe we can find those answers. You know, I mean, that's how we got here. That's how the world works. You know, we talk it out. We try to find the best way to go. And we go, yep. but this is, been broken for a long time and we haven't done anything to fix that no and it gets worse and 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 we're just in crazy times because you got you got you got a rampant government that's like expanding their powers and their reach and right and, and and exponentially and then you got a population that's never been as divided in my lifetime i haven't seen people so divided you know what i mean and you got right. people walking on eggshells because if you say one thing a little bit wrong they're worried about getting canceled and then people are getting canceled right. and fucking crazy shit like like and like i'm like that's not very american you know, like you know like whether you agree with someone or not like they still have a right to have that opinion and voice that opinion it's not right it's like you shouldn't shut them out you know what i mean you should just have a better fucking argument and like convince them otherwise. Like, but you obviously you're not going to get to everybody. You know what I mean? But like, I, I don't know how right. to explain it. Like, like to me, it's yeah, like some like dude could totally agree, yeah. disagree or have like the dumbest fucking, to me, the dumbest fucking ideals or the dumbest thoughts or beliefs. But like, all right, dude, that's you. As long as you ain't fucking fucking with me or my family or, 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 or anything like you think whatever you want, dude, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, you know, yeah. no matter where they are on the political spectrum, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And that canceling shit, you know, where you just like, I don't like this, so we're going to cancel it. It's like, what are you, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, it's like, you're really, you're, and again, you're pushing all the wrong buttons. You're, you're, you're fucking with the wrong people. That's not what, you know, that's not the problem. And it's almost like you got to wonder who creates that buzz about certain topics. Yeah. To get people there to not look at the real problem, you know, the real issue. You know, between the people, it, it, you know, we're not supposed to fight each other. You know, the people shouldn't be divided like they are. Like you said, you know, it, it's not supposed to be that way. We're, you know, they want that on purpose. I mean, I think that I think me and you and a bunch of other people listening are going to know that, you yeah. know, they want you fighting each other. They want black and white to fight. They want religious groups to fight, you know, for whatever reason, because it gives them the ability to make new laws and, and protect you, quote unquote. You know, so that they can take more control of your life. You know, it's it's really kind of shitty. Yeah, you know? it's I shuck mean, and I'm jive, dude. Like, keep you guys fighting about all this dumb shit, and then in the background, we're doing this, this, and this, and you're not even noticing. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. It's like it's just it's a smoke screen for political power takeover. You know, in, yep. in my opinion, you know, and and if you fall for it, then man, you're 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 the sucker. You know, I mean, I'm yep. I'm not I haven't fallen for it. The problem is that no matter if you fall for it or not, sooner or later, it's going to come and affect you somehow. You know, Absolutely. You is, yeah. it, but it's going to affect you. You know, how long is it before somebody comes into your shop and asks you which side are you on in this debate? And that makes a difference over whether or not you're going to work for that person or not. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, oh, how do you feel about that? So I don't, I don't really want to wear one. Oh, well, then I'll take my business somewhere else. It's like, really? That's what's going to come down. I mean, you already got that, right? Or they saying if you want to get your vaccinated, you can go to the ball game without a mask on, right? Yeah. Well, I, 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 you know, as of May 29th out here, I guess you can, you know, I don't, who knows? Everyone's still masked yeah. up out, out, out here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Here, I, I don't know. I live in, I live in Jersey, so we're going to be like the last state holdout for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah jersey's a weird one right like you guys yeah Jer- jersey's, <laughs> jersey's a weird but you know like it's quieter than new york like so like you guys deal with shit for longer but like it's not as like doesn't get brought up as mainstream as like shit like in new york or la or something like jersey kind of flies right. under yeah, the radar. yeah we're, we're, we're new york south you know yeah, because um, you're in the shadow, yeah. so you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and Jersey's a weird state, too, because, there's, you know, everybody thinks, you know, you know, everybody's like, oh, Jersey, what exit, you know? What, do you got a smoke stack in your yard, you know? It's yeah. like, you it's, know. It's a, it's a lot know? of rural area and beautiful yeah, rural area out there, it, yeah. Most of it is. Most of it's open, you know? Yeah. I mean, a good, a good you know, like 80% of the state is, like, kind of farmland, really, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you go south of, south of new york city you know and you know 20 miles west of you know of the hudson river it's pretty much rural you know i mean i live on the edge of the more urban area my town's like the last one if i leave town i roll out of here i i got a i got a joke with a friend that said i think it's five traffic lights to the delaware river from my house you know on the other side of the state to cross into pennsylvania it's five i can do it in five traffic lights yeah. That's pretty good. You now, yeah, if you yeah. think about, you know, for Jersey, you know, so it's like, you know, I'm right on the edge of it. So I, I deal more with like the more rural side of the state, you know? Yeah. I, I don't really, I try to, I try not to go well north and north and east of here, you know? <laughs> Just traffic and chaos and, you know, the attitude, you know, I try to stay away from it as much as I can. Yeah, of course, of course. It's like, I think that's all of us, like, the, when we were young, all we wanted to do was fucking tool around and get in trouble and live in the city, and then, like, the older we get, I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't be rural enough right now, man, like, you know, like. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, go to the city when you're younger, because you can go there and get away with stuff, because you blend in and you, right? Oh, yeah, Everything's yeah. A- you know, you go, you know, everything's a little more easier to do, you know? Yeah, plus I just loved living in the city because it was young and fun and going out and doing shit and fucking oh, right. yep. getting yep. yourself home like it wasn't as big of a deal that, you know, now I'm like, I'm 40 minutes outside of Boston and I love it, you know what I mean? I'm like, I can go right. in and go to a show or something and get get home and fucking, you know what I mean? But yeah, you know. I don't I don't go to a lot of shows because a lot of them happen in New York City and I don't even want to go. Yeah, <laughs> <Of> yeah. <course. laughs> cost me a fortune of course yeah yeah just parking yeah whether you're taking a train or parking or whatever it's going to cost you a lot of money right yeah i went to long island what a month ago it was 35 dollars in bridgeport yeah it's insane dude that's what people don't realize like like you go over that fucking george washington bridge once like fucking you better have some money on you motherfucker (laughs) like fucking yeah you know you don't need money anymore you just send it to your house yeah that's true that's true yeah yeah now it's all it's uh, no stopping. I went over to Gothel's Bridge to Staten Island and I took the Verrazano over to Brooklyn and it was, you know, it didn't stop anything, just go through the barrier and then they just mail it to your house based by your license plate. Yep. No easy pass, nothing. Just go and they mailed me a bill. They're like, there it is. You got 30 days to pay $35. I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. And, and, that's 
Yeah. And that's like, you know, yeah, yeah. That's gets that gets into a whole new area of like tax and fucking fuck you ness to the you know what I mean? Like you know oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other can okay. of worms, dude. Like yeah, that's why I don't I don't like the city because I gotta go. I gotta pay like fifteen dollars to get through the tunnel. Yeah. Just to get into the city. And then trying to find a place to park your car. Oh my god. You yeah. know? It's the cheapest way in I guess is still to take the train, but from here you get the train's a little bit of a pain in the ass. So Yeah, exactly. I don't I, I just hate going. It ain't like the old days. We used to go to City Gardens, you know, back in the... Oh, in the yeah, 80s. man. Yeah. You know, City Gardens was a joint, you know. We drive, it, it was a half an hour drive from here. You know, you could park in the parking lot and walk in and have a good time, you know, go to the show, see the bands play, and, and head on home, you know. It was good, you know. Jersey, yeah. for a long time, had lots of good shows. New Brunswick, had the Melody and Court Tavern, yeah. you know. we see all, Everybody played those places, you yeah. know, and it was... It was always good, but lately, I don't, I don't know what, what, I don't even know what Jersey even has any decent venues. At well, that's the thing. Is let's see when, it, when everything opens up, like, and the dust settles, what's left. Like, I know a lot of the Boston, like a lot of Boston venues have closed, you know what I mean? Like that are done, um, cause of the pandemic and shit and fucking, uh, right. like, and I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that's happening everywhere. So like when this dust settles, like what's going to be left, it's going to be crazy, but, right. or, or, you know, and all we can hope for is that motherfuckers start new shit, you know? Right. Yeah. Somewhere. Right. I mean, New York still, New York city is still a couple of venues going on. Right. Uh, that are having shows now again. Yeah. 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 So I'm sure there's a couple around, but I don't know that there's any like, you know, big, you know, where you're going to have a big, a bigger name band or whatever, you know, or, you know, somebody's going to fill a bigger venue. I mean, a bar, any. I think what's going to be lost is like the, like the middle range venues, like, like the real small shows will still happen and like the real big venues can happen. But I think a lot of the mid range, like 500 to a thousand people rooms or something, you know, or like, you know, like that's going to be the problem, you know? Right. Yeah. And they were in some, you know, some bands, you know, can sell them and fill them, you know, it's like, I mean, like Madball, Madball plays a show. I mean, you know, what are you going to go? They're going to play a bar, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. Play. But that's what I mean. It's going right. to be hard for for that type of stuff unless it scales down or up, you know. Right, right. But yeah, we'll see, so. man. Hopefully, this summer everything starts popping again. You know, get out there uh, and fucking remember what it's like to fucking live and do a lot of fun shit. You know. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see some of that. All them guys get back to work too. Old bands and everybody. You know, people work in the bar industry and restaurants. You know, I mean, I'd really like to see that start to kick up again. And everybody get back to you know, making a living and paying their way and, and, you know, being happy again, you know, really, really be nice to see that. Uh, yeah, and, and, and of course, bike events too. I mean, I'd like to like to see them. I don't go to a lot cause I'm like, I just don't, you know, but, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to know that they're going on, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, let's all get out of this de- dependency on the government for, for you know, mindset that's going on whether you know people aren't wanting to get back to work like it's yeah, hard tough up. it's hard because like i know there's people that make more money on unemployment than they do on you know going back to work but guess right. what motherfucker like when you say the government pays unemployment it's not the government it's your it's your it's 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 your fellow citizens that are paying that. You know what I mean? Right. It's you're taxpayers that are paying that. You're not fucking the government. You're fucking your neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, and yourself, and yourself, you know, and yourself. Yeah. Just half of them people that pay into it, you, they didn't even get anything, you know? Yeah. So it's like, 
And that's why people are like, oh, what are you mad about? People don't, what? do you not understand where tax money comes from? You know, where that money, to the, the government doesn't make the money. You make the money and the government gets it. And then they divvy it up the way they see fit, which is usually pretty shitty. Yeah. And now, now you're sitting there going, oh, they're going to pay for it. And no, you're, you're going to pay for it. And if it ain't you, it's your, it's your neighbor or your uncle or your mother and father or, yeah. your, or your daughter. It's like you know, it's you gotta you gotta stop that mentality that there's this there's this invisible person called government who has all this millions of dollars that pays for shit. Yeah, all they do is take from us, appropriate however they see. Yeah, and the government doesn't make money; the government takes money. You know what I mean? That's 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 all you got to (laughs) remember. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to think about it too. Right. And and then give it away to people who you know usually didn't fucking don't need it. You know, well, yeah, I mean, you know, because you know? there's a there, and, and and you know, before everyone says, like, oh, you can't come down with it. I'm not, I'm talking about like corporate welfare, like, you know, yeah, like so they're taking it, my I, money and giving it to corporations so they can open up a yeah. fucking, you know, this so they can, like, the at one point the government was giving money to McDonald's so that they could advertise overseas, like, fuck you, you know, like, you, right. like, or yeah. Am- Amazon gets all these tax free properties and shit, like, Amazon paid zero in taxes. Do you understand that the average American paid more in taxes? And Amazon, the corporation paid in fucking taxes. Like, right. fuck that right. shit. You know what I mean? Like, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, listen. There's always money that needs to go to people, right? Absolutely. There's always yeah, yeah. welfare, unemployment, right? I mean, you pay into unemployment. Let's face the facts. But there is there is things. There's programs that the government takes care of, right? We use tax money to take care of vets at the VA hospital. We use tax money for welfare problems, you know, or you know, and for or all kinds of stuff that needs to be done, right? You don't need to give money to, to fucking to airlines to bail them out over and over again. Yeah, or banks, dude. Like when they gave money to banks. Or banks. Yeah, and then the banks like, were like, fuck you, like a couple of years later, like, and then money was going missing and they're like, where did this go? And they're like, fuck you. And banks, we don't, we don't have to tell you. Yeah. So much, the banks have so much money. They're buying fucking football arenas. But we got to give them money, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? That's the name on all this shit, right? And that all costs money, but we're giving them money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fucking ridiculous, you know? It really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It, yeah. It I'm, is, dude. You. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, dude. We talk more about that than anything else, which kind of fucking sucks, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh fuck yeah, man! Yeah. Well, uh, where can people uh, where can people uh, find out more about what you're doing? I know you said uh, your website hasn't been updated, but no one's updated their website in a long time. But it's a landing page, so they can find you. So is, is it just forty seven forty seven industries dot com? It's uh, forty seven fab the number four seven f a b dot com. Okay. Um, it said you'll at least find a, an email address, telephone number, and. I believe you can still get links to the old blog on there, the old blogger, blogspot, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Archive photos of some work from, I think the last time besides the address update that I put anything on there was like 2012. I think it's like, now it's like almost like history. So go back Yeah, it's there a time capsule. Go look at a chopper time capsule. <laughs> right. Go just, just see what it was like in 2009 or whatever. Yeah, when yeah, I started, yeah. You know? Uh, but other than that, uh, 47 Industries on Instagram, um, that, that's the Instagram account. You can reach me by either phone, email, or DMs through Instagram. Uh, you know, don't think I'm calling you back in 10 minutes because I probably won't. Um, but, you know, if you got a job, you know, 
reach out to me and, you know, we'll, we'll discuss it and see if we can make it happen, you know? Fuck yeah, man. We'll do one of these again, man. We got to do it in person. I know I I know, I, I wanted to get out there last time, but we, by the time we ended up getting out of fucking uh, kickstart, it was it was late and I had to get back and I had a truck full of uh, uh, vapor honing equipment and shit. And I was like, right. uh, yeah, I just got to right. get back. And, and I yes, had my buddy with me that had to be back because he, he's a construction worker and has to be up early in the morning and whatnot. So. Right. So you're, so you're getting in, are you, are you going to start like doing that like commercially or is that just for the shop stuff? You just wanted it around. Well, I'm in the middle. Uh, I got a plumber coming uh, this week to help me uh, get everything piped in for the water to get it over here. Um, and then once we get it up and running, um, I, you know, we're going to play it by ear. Like, obviously, I got a bunch of shit at the shop that I want to do. But then, you okay. know, I think it'll be a service that we offer. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay. I just I just want to, like, get get a little some time in on it and play with it and get some experience right. on it. And uh, my really cool, really it, cool process. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and Ken that works here, you know, Ken, um, he, he was from Brooklyn. Uh, he used to, he used to roll with the VCP guys all the time. But okay, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, Kenny, he's over yeah. here now. Yeah. Kenny. Yeah. Uh, chief Yellowfoot. <laughs> um, but he's, he's gonna, uh, I'm going to like, uh, he's going to help me a lot with that stuff. And, uh, I'm going to let him kind of take some reins with the, with the, with that part of the business. Oh. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, I mean, what he moved, he moved up your way, right? I mean, he was living in New York for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he, he, right? they they moved up here. Um, his his uh his wife's uh parents uh live live in Massachusetts, so they 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 fled New York and uh and, and the uh in the ever increasing costs and everything to be out there and and uh. Our, uh, right, living a quieter Cape Cod life now. You know what I mean? They're on the Cape. Nice. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a solid dude. I love him, man. He's good. Yeah, man. Well, we'll get up soon, dude. I know. I, 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 I you know, we'll talk offline and figure out if there's any shows we're both going to be at, and we, uh, we definitely need to have a beer and uh, and talk some more. Absolutely, man. Look forward to seeing you. All right, man. It was a good one, dude. Thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast to just talk to you, but it's an even bigger honor to be on the podcast with you, man. It was cool, and I'm I'm stoked to be here.